Hey everybody, this is Tippett Show with the Liberty Advisor. I just realized it says at Luke we are changed down below, but that is a lie because Luke is actually taking a much needed day off today. And we are joined today by John Snyson, the economic truth. <coughs> Chris Karabatz, uh, who is you can find him on Twitter as under Zaphoid, uh, that's Z-A-P-H-O-I-D. Uh, and then we also are joined by Dan O'Neill, who's a last second guest, who uh, was at the protest, uh, was it yesterday in New Jersey? And then you're on your way to another protest today. Is that uh, correct, Dan? Yeah, that's correct. It was yesterday at uh, Trent, New Jersey, uh, from ten to three. Ten to three, and we do have some uh, videos of that protest that you were at that were, uh, you know, pretty, pretty. Uh, you know, I'm actually, I'm just trying to see if we are live right here too. So if you guys just bear with me just one second, it does look like we are live, and you guys can just let us know in the comments if you guys can hear us, if everything sounds okay. But we've got a lot of, uh, you know, kind of crazy police state type stuff, uh, you know, to cover in the news today. I mean, you guys check over here. It says. A teenager posted about her COVID-19 infection on Instagram. A deputy threatened to arrest her if she didn't delete it because, you know, America and, you know, obviously we are the land of the free, home of the brave. And as the article goes on to say, a family in Oxford, Wisconsin is suing the local sheriff's department after a patrol sergeant threatened to arrest a teenage girl for disorderly conduct for posting on Instagram about being infected with COVID-19. And according to the lawsuit, doctors told her she was likely Missed the window for testing positive, but she probably did have COVID-19 despite the test results. The very next day, the patrol sergeant Cameron Klump from Marquette County Sheriff's Department showed up on the family's doorstep. He was there under orders from sheriff, blah, 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 to demand that uh, her and her father, Richard Cahoon, remove her Instagram post. If they refused, Klump said the family faced charges for disorderly conduct, and Klump told them she would start taking people to jail according to the lawsuit. So, you know, it sort of sounds like uh, this particular area didn't want it known that there was people who had COVID-19 in their area, which seems like it's different from a lot of other areas who are trying to, you know, diagnose as many people with this as possible. Because if you go to the hospital and you have it, then the hospital gets more money and there's all sorts of perverse economic incentives. But we've got the economic show later on for you guys. But today we're going to focus, you know, right now focus more on the police stuff. And we're going to get to Dan very shortly, who's on his way to another protest that I just want to make sure that we get out in the open that Luke Radowski does not endorse any of probably of this and probably does not endorse going to a protest unless you're staying in your car, which I'll be uh, going to a protest tomorrow, uh, which uh, actually we'll get into that in just one second. But, you know, here's a, another pretty, uh, uh, pretty pretty crazy meme. This came from our Discord server where, uh, where someone posted in there. And this is from the Rally Police Department. Protesting is a non-essential activity. And then uh, somebody commented underneath that. Sounds like tyranny to me, but okay. And then, uh, you know, we've got an epidemic of resident tattletales, uh, you know, snitching on businesses, neighbors not following, uh, you know, coronavirus shutdown orders. You know, these are the same types of people that, you know, in, uh, you know, World War II, Nazi Germany would probably be ratting out the Jews and would be, you know, doing everything else. But, you know, I did allude to the fact that I am, uh, you know, that there is going to be a uh, protest here in Arizona. There's actually going to be one. Uh, both tomorrow, uh, which is Sunday and Monday. Uh, the one Sunday, I believe, is a stay-at-your-home one at noon uh, at the state capitol. And then the one on Monday is, uh, I believe, people are going to be out of their cars. So if you want to social distance, social distance. If you don't, don't. Uh, you know, I mean, who knows? But since it is Arizona, I 
would imagine that there'd be a lot less police pushback because we sort of have this like, uh, you know, Wild Wild West theme and we have guns out here. But in New Jersey, that's probably not the case. So, Dan, do you want to tell us what's going on in New Jersey, uh, what you witnessed yesterday? I know that you said that you saw the police who, you know, who are going around and, you know, taking down people's license plate numbers and just other general harassment that you, uh, you know, saw. And what was, uh, you know, your guys' goal yesterday over there in New Jersey? Well, we, we met up in the morning. Um, my girlfriend Lynn was uh, at the first meeting point, and they rallied uh, across the state in a caravan. But beforehand, uh, the police was were trying to find the, whoever the uh, leaders of the rally, and they were threatening them and saying, if you do this, we're going to press charges. Everyone kept on going anyway. When I first got there, I thought I was one of the organizers, but I it's one of these organic things that you don't know who's really doing it. People came out of nowhere. We had well over 2,000 people there filling the entire 20-block radius, beeping their horns, and the police um, were ticketing everybody, and it's in that video I sent you, so... Yeah, and let's uh, and, and we we can actually go to that video uh, right now. So I want to make sure that uh, actually let's. Uh, so you guys probably won't be able, so the the audience will be able to hear this, but I'm not sure if uh, if uh, the other guys over there will be able to hear it. But let's uh, let's go and uh, look take a look at this video now from yesterday from Dan's uh, protest. So here's the cops and they're they're going around uh, you know taking a look at license plates, writing people down. I love this lady who's just absolutely giving it to the cops right there, just following them. And actually, her sign—if you guys actually—it's—it's—you can see it in one of the later videos, but it's a constitution, and on the back of it, it says, "My permission slip to assemble is the constitution." And so, that's an awesome video. And then we've got another one, which. And then uh, finally, the last video from Dan coming up here. Here it is. There's a sign right. There's a sign right there. Signed permission. Signed permission slip to assemble. I absolutely love that. Yeah. So, uh, so, so, Dan, what else is uh, what else is going on today? Uh, I know you said you're en route to uh, another one of these uh, protests or you know e- evil activities that you're up to today. Well, yes. Right now, I'm at a meeting point, and um, I, at the moment, I don't see anybody. But um, that's the way these things go. You can't plan anything on Facebook because if you make anything, they'll delete you immediately. But yesterday during the rally. The fire department was joining us. They came with their big trucks. They're blowing their horns. And the cops were just standing there with their masks on and gloves. And everywhere Murphy was, that's where all the protesters were. So the governor moved from one spot. Is that the governor? Is Murphy the name of the governor? Just for people not from uh, New Jersey? Yes, Governor Murphy, uh, who has deemed the Second Amendment not essential. The First Amendment's not essential. So we're we're met with megaphones screaming at him for hours, making a big scene, and it was great. It reminded me of the end of Fed days back in 2012. Yeah, and it's, it's unfortunate that those days had to, you know, die, and unfortunately with, and this might not be a popular opinion, but probably a popular opinion with at least the three of you, but, you know, I, I really feel like the election of Donald Trump basically sort of killed that entire 
Ron Paul type movement. Now, now a lot of Ron, now Trump, I think, was riding on the coattails of, of, of that movement to help get in there and, and was able to see how they screwed Ron to be able to, you know, get in there himself. But now I feel like, you know, if you try to criticize the debt, you try to criticize the Fed, you try, I mean, Donald Trump literally was like, you know, attaboy, what a great job, you know, Jerome Powell, you know, printing all this free money, you know, what a what a great thing you're doing over here to help save the country. And so to me, I mean, it's, it almost seems like, yeah, I'm very, very glad Hillary Clinton's not in there. I thought she's pretty much the worst, you know, human, assuming that's even if she's even a human on earth. And, uh, but yeah, that does not excuse Donald Trump for all the stuff he's doing now. But you know, we're going to get into the economic stuff later on. And so right now, you, you uh, you're at the you're at a meeting point, but you're you're the first person there. So that's you know that's how those, these things go. You know, it's sort of you know nobody really knows what, what's going on. But uh, yeah, do you have any? Is there any other other plans or uh, maybe maybe you should hold on to those plans in case <laughs> in case in case you end up watching this or don't, I don't want you to get yourself in any uh in, in any trouble uh, later on. Well, there's a few more rallies planned that are going to be much bigger um, coming up soon. But uh, when those when that time comes, we'll have to figure out whether we're going to use Signal, Telegram, or whatever, because you cannot do it through Messenger or Facebook like you could ten years ago, maybe. Yeah, I remember like the early days of uh, Facebook in 2004, 2005, and we were you know posting you know hey this is where we're going to have our big underage parties or something. And I was 18 when I got it when Facebook was created, and to think of like. You know, people posting like where like keggers and stuff are going to be, and 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 now like you would never like, and then creating like events and inviting people there, and now, uh, like you you no one would ever even you know think of doing that. But obviously, you know, this is going back you know 16 years ago. Uh, in case someone's you know out there trying to judge me now, but yeah, you know, here so here we go. You know, Patriots Day rally April 20th at high noon. So it's you know funny it's 4:20 and they want to say it's at high noon. Uh, but then there's also another rally that is going to be tomorrow which I believe it's in Arizona where you're going to be staying in your cars. And I'm going to do my best to try to be at both of those. But we do have the governor of Arizona, uh, Doug Ducey. A lot of people refer to him as Doug uh, Ducey. That uh, basically he's not interested in becoming any part of West Coast efforts because I think a lot of the West Coast states like California and Oregon and some other are trying to have like their only little pact of what they're doing. And he's like, you know, screw you and your pack. We're not doing that, which is good. But he's also a never Trumper. And so, you know, I really don't trust this guy at all. Uh, you know, absolutely not, not one bit. And I do want to show another, you know, pretty funny, you know, police state type thing that John Snyson had sent over here. And you know what? I'm going to see if I can, if I can show this to you guys as well. So, uh, so to the other guys who are watching this here, let me, this is a little complicated because I'm going to hit like three buttons at once to, to basically be able to do this, but here we go. And actually, you know, there probably isn't any sound to this, but what we're watching is a guy running on the beach all by himself, except he's not by himself because one of the strong men in blue over there just wants to protect and serve. And oh, there he goes. He's going for his little run because 25 years ago in the academy, they made him run a quarter of a mile in under nine minutes and to, you know, show how <laughs> fit he is. Oh, there he goes. There he goes. Oh, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. Oh crap! He doesn't have any donuts. How can I run fast enough to keep up is with it, him? Oh is no! On YouTube? Oh no! Yeah, it's on the YouTube. Oh, oh! Just the cop getting left in the dust. Oh, look at that! I mean, yeah, I, I, I was thinking that. about I was thinking about Tim when I uh, shared that one. Actually, that's something that Tim definitely would do. That's something <laughs> I've done before, but you know, so that's, uh, yeah, I mean, in the yeah, in the younger days. But I mean, it's just. Yeah, I mean, to be a cop, I mean, it doesn't really take any real physical fitness type requirements. Okay, great. You got to pass like, a few little, uh, 
you know, tiny little things to become a cop. But, you know, I mean, really, you're going to go out there. And we, what was it? Who, one of you had the meme where it showed was somebody, Chris, we want to explain that one meme where it was somebody like in New Zealand and the police were flying helicopters in to go get them or some crap like that. Oh, yeah, it was great. You see these two cars parked in field and a warning. I think it was the UK, actually, a warning that you know, it doesn't matter how far you go, we will find you. Stay at home, protect our NHS. They have a, two cars in a field. Nope, you can't see anything else around them except for the police helicopter that followed them there to arrest them for not social isolating effectively. It's like, come on, guys. Like, really? This is what we're doing here? I mean, we're, we're arresting people for... You know, for uh, going to beaches by themselves for arresting people for going to play t-ball with their kids at parks. I mean, it, it is absolutely ridiculous how far in advance and all these cops like, Oh, don't worry. The cops won't ever enforce unconstitutional rules. Like we're, we're seeing that right now. These are the cops that would take your guns if they were told to. Exactly. I mean, and this thing is I was not always like anti-police, but then I saw, you know, I was out there on the front lines doing things to actually try to, you know, help save this country. And yet I was the one getting, you know, pushed back. And who am I getting pushed back from? By the same people that are supposedly out there, you know, serving and protecting us. Uh, speaking of serving and protecting, we've got jewelry store owners in Winslow, Arizona. So I don't know, maybe, maybe you can't even stand on a corner of Winslow, Arizona anymore without getting, uh, you know, without, without having to get any. What, what was the song? Was it was it an Eagle song or what was the, uh, the stand? on the corner of Winslow, Arizona. <laughs> and uh, uh, sorry, obviously singing is not one of my uh, you know, strong suits over here. But yeah, jewelry store owner is cited for not closing a jewelry store. And this is a super, super, super huh. rural area. So it's not like, uh, you know, we're in like New York City or anything. It's this- amazing how fast this shipped. It wasn't like three or four months ago. Like late last year was all the, oh, don't worry. Kids will be able to run their lemonade stands without a permit thing. And now we're arresting people for running legitimate businesses. It's like, it, man, this shifted fast. Yeah, we see now. I mean, this one's just kind of kind of gross. But, uh, you know, someone licked a toilet seat and then got arrested uh, for I've, I've, uh, unfortunately the New York Times does not allow us to read this because I forgot to sign in underneath a uh, uh, one of the private browsers but yeah apparently somebody licked the toilet which was never a good idea to begin with and uh, I think they got arrested for disorderly conduct uh, for the, the, the corona challenge the corona challenge okay so <laughs> corona I don't know. At least, at least uh, two of us here are millennials, so at least we're not yeah. doing like a Tide Pod challenge. Yeah. So I think, I think uh, I, I John hear and I are kills thinking- it. So right, you know, Tide Pod, gargle with a Tide Pod, that'll kill it. Right? Don't yeah, don't do that. Yeah, don't do it. Not medical advice. Do not do that. Do not be like a person that ate some sort of fish cleaner that then blamed it on Trump after they died or something like that. But I think at least the two on the bottom are not technically not millennials. And then John and I are like at the unfortunately just snuck in borderline. Then, yeah, yeah, borderline. Uh, <laughs> Millennial. But yeah, I, I don't really, obviously we do not identify with anything. Uh, I guess Luke is technically a millennial too. So, uh, yeah, he is. yeah, coronavirus closed the bars. America stocked the liquor cabinet. And this is showing that uh, grocery stores sales rose 22% for the week of March 28th. But who would have guessed it? The World Health Organization governments should restrict alcohol during coronavirus lockdowns. And, uh, 
Yeah, I mean, but didn't some places, uh, maybe, maybe Chris, I don't know if you know, but the, like some places actually deemed that to be essential, like weed stores well, and... Uh, well, Colorado uh, obviously deemed weed stores to be essential because it's Colorado. Pennsylvania, I want to say, actually closed all the liquor stores a while ago, and then a bunch of their citizens went to neighboring states to buy liquor, and then all the neighboring states said, hey, do, we don't want all these Pennsylvania people here, so we're now going to ticket them for crossing the border to get booze. It, it, it's hilarious, like, this is this is the prohibition 20s again it's just well, how is this even happening of course here in michigan where i am you know all the liquor stores are still open because yeah they don't want a boob here you close all the liquor stores that's how you get a boob yeah, yeah. yeah. same here in canada as well you know there's uh actually a lot of things are open there i'm surprised that you know and why i think it's because we live uh, you know there's not many people there we live on the countryside of course so it's it's better, but of course, in in you know when you go into the city in Winnipeg here, there's massive lineups everywhere. So I try to stay out of outside of the city as much as I can because it's just too much too much craziness for me. I I just can't stand uh, all of these uh, lineups and everything. And just uh, as Trudeau said, you know we're going to be on the lockdown until we get a vaccine. So just prepare yourself, Canadians. Was that Trudeau or was that Bill? Was that Bill Gates? You know, no, no, yeah, exactly. Well, you know, Trudeau is trying to get into uh, the Canada is doing a run for actually the Security Council at the UN. So that's probably why he said it. <laughs> Trudeau also warned you against talking moistly. So, you know, talking moistly. So You didn't hear that? No, I didn't. Oh, oh that was hilarious. Yeah. It, it, on a live broadcast somewhere, he's like, ah, and just make sure you, you stay more than six feet away in case somebody talks moistly at you. Like, yeah, okay. Yeah, dangerous things. Yeah, well, speaking of dangerous things, this one's actually pretty crazy. So I'm going to try to tee it up so that way you guys can actually hear this one again. And we, in a little bit of the show prep, we did uh, go over this before. But let's, you know, first, first, let's just go over this. Oh, I got to press a couple buttons here at once. But uh, so this is MSNBC host suggests <laughs> Biden form a shadow government to counter Trump's COVID response. I mean, you can't, can't make even, this up. Eh? You really <laughs> cannot make this up. Here we go, guys. Uh, actually, let me uh, let me just expand that for you. Really clown show. That's his press briefing. Should Joe Biden be counterprogramming that? Should he be creating his own shadow government, shadow cabinet, shadow SWAT team and getting up there at a podium every night saying, here's the crisis we're in. Here's fair what use. we need to do to address this. Yeah, well, fair, fair use. And unless you guys, you know, try to try to end up taking it down up. Oh, I'm not sure screen. And you guys did see I a SWAT team. Yep. And actually, uh, Ron, okay, now on the screen, I did actually have our meeting ID, so somebody could Zoom bomb us right now, except I had a password on it because I'm not 95 years old. I'm not a boomer. So if you guys did end up seeing it in there, you can't Zoom bomb on this. Sorry, there's, it is password protected. But that, see, this, this is like what they do. They, they have like, like I can make an honest mistake like that because I'm juggling three computer screens here. And then they're like, oh, look at this. It, oh, like Zoom is definitely, I mean, I think Zoom is, you know, obviously I wish there was much better technology and I don't really care about this anyways because the whole purpose of this is to get it out there. I mean, it's being streamed on several different platforms right now. Uh, speaking of which, can you guys see in the comments, 
if it's working on uh, maybe float.app uh, forward slash Liberty Advisor, because I know we're having some problems uh, trying to see if it would work over there, but it should also be on Facebook as well. But I've been uh, too busy trying to run the show to check that out right now. But, you know, what do you guys make of this comment that, uh, you know, Joe, that Joe Biden should form a shadow government? We already have a shadow government. So, you know, is this another shadow government? Is this uh, just the same shadow government that's been trying to take Trump down the whole I, time? What do you guys make I, of this? I think my point of view, there's always been a shadow government and there's all the employees that are employed by all these government institutions. That's my point of view, the shadow government. But, uh, what do, what do I know? Uh, because these are the people that are not elected, right? They just constantly are, you know, working for organizations without needing to, you know, have anybody care about voting for them. So, uh, there's, there's always shadow government, uh, and that's the government itself. Biden can barely form three sentences. I'm not that worried about a shadow government he's forming. I mean, he's really just a warm body in there. The person they're going to actually run for president is whoever they're sticking as his VP at the convention. Because it's, it's going to be Kamala Harris. I'm telling you right now, it's going to be Kamala Hillary. Harris. Hillary. Hillary Clinton. Come on. <laughs> Do you, I, like need to have a, I like the meme where it shows Barack Obama and Joe Biden sitting down, and Barack Obama is telling Joe, I'm going to endorse you, Joe. And Joe's looking at Barack and saying, for what? Yeah, no, I, 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 did love, I, I, love, I love that one. And we are also live on float.app. So I just want to you know, point that out as well. So it's underneath, uh, for, so it's float, F-L-O-T-E dot A-P-P forward slash the Liberty Advisor. And then it's, if you want to do forward slash live, it's another one. But we are live right there. So uh, before we had some problems with that, I think it's the first time that we've been able to go live on uh, on YouTube and Facebook and float simultaneously and D-Live too. So, uh, you know, it, in case, you know, or not in case, you know, when they uh, inevitably shadow ban us off here, it's another way for you guys to keep in, keep in touch. So just wanted to point that out. But do appreciate everyone who is watching. If you guys want to, you know, ask us any questions, uh, we will be, uh, you know, following uh, some of the comments too towards the end of this. Uh, but yeah, that's, I, I really think, I think that Kamala Harris is going to end up being the VP pick because, you know, she, you know, being a minority woman who she's also very, she's like a pit bull. So you need, basically you need a pit bull to go up against Donald Trump. I mean, you know what? The DNC should be like just paying me like outrageous consulting fees to show them how to beat Donald Trump, you know, but they, they need, but what, not that I care that because it's all, we're all voluntarist anarchists, libertarians here who, you know, basically think it's all a joke anyways. Uh, I know Dan is, you know, vermin Supreme 2020. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I'm liking Jacob Hornberger also liking, uh, I'm, I'm liking vermin too. Cause the whole thing is BS. Uh, but now not even libertarians can't get any press at all, which is why they wanted to give, whereas Gary Johnson did get a decent amount of press because his whole, goal i think was to basically discredit you know libertarianism uh you know whether that was his goal or not that's you know sort of the the end result of that uh but yeah i think kamala harris will be the vp pick because when she sort of represents the hillary clinton wing of the establishment when she was there mm -hmm. as a senator i guess she still is a senator uh i think she was in some sort of uh like senate uh like intelligence committee which you know just goes to show you how intelligent the senate is uh, i mean who's the other one in there like uh i mean i mean like just think, even think of who the head of my profession is so the the top watchdog regulator of the entire financial industry is maxine waters i mean i probably had more financial education in fifth grade 
than Maxine Waters even has now. I mean, the, the fact that she is the one that gets to basically run my life in terms of, you know, putting out, you know, decrees of what you can do and can't do while, you know, her and her husband are grifting off the taxpayers, doing all these shady deals, along with all of our other co- cohorts in California. Like, uh, who's the other one? Uh, not Barbara Boxer, but uh, I forgot the other. Diane Feinstein, you know, her husband running around, you know, opening up all the post offices and getting paid tons of money from all that crap. But getting back to Kamala Harris, I would say I am 99% sure it is going to be Kamala Harris. And it might not, but I would, I'm more sure that she's going to be VP than I am that Joe Biden is going to be the president, uh, the president elect. I think, I think these are going to be like, oh, I've got, you know, early all set Alzheimer's and then he'll forget the rest of the sentence he was going to say. And then he'll say, oh, well, you know, his handlers will have, you know, maybe prop him up there and, you know, maybe get some marionettes to keep him up alive like it's weekend at, at Bernie's or something. And then they'll say, uh, you know, hey, I'm taking one for the team. And because of this early onset dementia, I'm going to be stepping down. Uh, and now if that, that really does happen, I'm just going to look like a, a complete savant or something up here. But that's, and actually Dr. Frank was one of the ones who came up with that idea. But I do think that that's a possibility. Uh, or they're going to sneak in Hillary. And I think that might be too obvious. But you know, I or Cuomo. I mean, Cuomo is another one. I think they could sneak in. What about you guys? You think they're going to try to sneak Cuomo in? I know. I know you were talking about the Michigan governor, Chris, that they were that she was going to be a VP pick potentially. You know, what do you guys think yeah, about? I think a lot of the governors are kind of fighting for that right now. Cuomo was the popular pick a bit ago, but he's. I feel like he's not doing as great in the media now, where he's having to back Trump too much, so they don't like him for that. Whitmer's definitely being a foil to Trump right now, at least, at least from my perspective up here in Michigan. And Michigan is one of those battleground states that the Dems could really prefer to win this time around. So I could see her, you know, a uh, lesbian woman VP. That's that's one of those things that will, you know, tick off all those intersectional. So I don't know anything about her, and all I heard was lesbian woman VP. So what? So so the <laughs> Michigan governor is a lesbian, or I, I've don't really know anything about what's going on. I, I, I have luckily not paid attention to almost any politics outside of the major, major stuff going on uh, after basically Trump got elected because I just realized, and then I saw him putting in Jerome Powell and then I saw him putting in Gary Cohn and all this other crap. I basically was like, you know what? The best way for me to end the Federal Reserve is to promote, promote Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies and decentralization and the state that way, not vote in this clown or that clown or uh, but what, right. what's go? What give us? But since you are taking one for the team right now and paying attention to some politics, let us know. Uh, you know what's going on. So you got to pay attention to it. That way we didn't have to. So thank there you. There you go. That's how this works. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. You're the money guy. I'm the useless politics guy. <laughs> not useless. It's helpful because it's it's it helps me. I, otherwise, I'd want to you know bash my head into a wall if I pay because I, I pay attention so long for. I feel like I could never pay attention again and still be like a thousand steps ahead of MSNBC or CNN or any other crap that you're going to get there. And it, oh, you could wake up like first thing in the morning, have not paid any attention to anything and still have better takes than MSNBC because they are just Yeah, I mean, Mark was a Mark Twain that said there's two types of people in the world. There's those who read the newspaper that are there, there's those who don't read and they are uninformed. And there's those who do read and they're misinformed. And so, you know, everyone here because Operation Mockingbird and uh, mm-hmm. you know, having the CIA basically control all the major media and then now basically shut down people like us. Uh, you know, you can see where things are going. But yeah, let, let us know what's going on, Chris, up up there and no, uh, up there. The, the, whole, the whole whole Governor Whitmer thing is lesbian. That's just one of those things because apparently everybody talked that about her. In fact, I hadn't even heard that joke until my wife made it the other day. I'm like, what is even happening right now? Uh, but no, she's a uh, governor. She definitely came in on a blue wave in Michigan in 2018 where... 
Now all where it was Republican for 10 years and then during the whole Flint thing and all that jazz up here in Michigan. So she took over based on some kickback pushback from that. And now she, everybody is hating her because Michigan is going insane as far as the rules go. Like the latest uh, increase in regulations last week resulted in a bunch of sections of all like the local Walmarts closing down. Like if you want to go buy seeds, Michigan is one of those states where you cannot go buy seeds now or gardening supplies, or if you're, you know, you're stuck at home and bored and want to take care of that home maintenance task you have been putting off, then you can't go buy paint. You can't go buy flooring. You can't go buy any hardware of any kind. Stay in your house, peasant. Yeah. And how dare you try to improve your living arrangements? It is your cage. But yeah, no, it's, yeah. it's remarkable how, horrible Whitmer's being about this and how much pushback they're getting. We had our own drive-in protest on the 15th. Uh, quite appropriate. It happened on tax day and the day when all the direct deposit people got their Trump bucks in their account. Yeah, you got yours super early. You got your like the first person who I like actually that I knew that, that got there. I got mine two days ago. But uh, yeah, Chris, you were yeah. right on the money with that. Yeah. But, uh, was uh, did uh, Trump uh, for those that didn't get direct deposit? Have anybody heard? I, I heard that Trump wanted to have his uh, signature on the check, you know, to make it make him, uh, you know, very popular with people, of course, because it's election coming up. I think, you know, whoever is going to be the VP is going to be who is the most totalitarian of the governors. <laughs> you know, well, so, somebody, you know, it's racing for that title, I think. Well, no, I mean, that's that's going to be California or New York yeah. going to be the most totalitarian. <laughs> and I think they're more interested in making their own nation states over there. It's, it's um Oh, it's, sure. a, it's a very weird time when the leftists are backing state rights and <laughs> it's the Republicans who want to centralize power in the federal government. As Trump said, he was the, you know, he was the final authority on whether or not to reopen the country, not the right. governors. It's like, I'm, I'm the captain. So yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. The captain okay. of the Titanic, you know, arguing about the bar tab as we're, you know, we're heading down while, while trying to greatly, actually, maybe that's his whole deal. It's like, we already hit the iceberg. Uh, there's no way we can pay the bar tab. So we might as well get, uh, you know, the crystal on the rocks and, you know, and just, you know, get bottle service and everything else and just completely go down with the ship because that's, uh, you know, what's happened the past few months is there's no way to ever, there's already no way to recover. I mean, this country lost its chance to ever recover, you know, when, uh, you know, the people were dumb enough not to elect Dr. Ron Paul. And even then, it would have been too little too late in 2012. And now it's just, uh, you know, the only 45D chess that I could possibly, you know, fathom at this point is, you know, screw it. We're going to go bankrupt anyway. So might as well just run up the credit cards. I mean, that's really the only 45D chess that I could really, uh, you know, kind of muster up to give him any sort of, you know, credit on what's what's going on these days. It, it really is interesting just to watch the left freak out about how fascist Trump is calling to liberate states. Like, it's like, I, I don't, I don't understand like what kind of weird backwards world that people can unironically say this stuff. And I, I just absolutely shocked by how much things are turned around these days because it's not, it's not normal. This is not normal in any stretch of the imagination. And people are, absolutely insane and you know just because since trump is the one who wants to liberate states from their totalitarian governors it must be fascist it must be wrong the old joke going around that if trump came out against oxygen they'd all hold their breath or came out for oxygen they all hold their all breath right. can we start a petition for him to come out against uh come out for oxygen you know then yeah we, we, we need to that'd be excellent that that would be the well, thing to do well, you know, Trump has talked about opening up the economy, but then uh, him and Trudeau actually decided to close the border for 30 more days. 
<laughs> so I don't, I don't know about that. How much you know the this whole like yeah we're gonna open up the economy, but meanwhile you know Canada that basically eighty percent of our GDP goes uh, oh sorry our uh, production of goods goes to the United States. So it's uh, yeah I, I don't know I, I just find it pretty hilarious how you know he's talking about all that and then he, yeah they decide to still close the borders for well, that's, thirty days. That's- pretty par for the course for Trump and that he talks a good game. We, 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 everybody <laughs> like has loved a lot of the stuff Trump has said over the years. Not everything, of course, because he says a lot of stuff, but you know, during, during the election, he said a lot of good stuff that everybody liked. <laughs> but as with everything, as soon as he actually gets into power, he just does the exact same thing that his, you know, super smart. The exact same thing. What do, what do you mean by exact same thing? <laughs> <you> mean? <laughs> Printing money, all the money. I mean, remember, <laughs> Control P. Where's your checks, guys? <laughs> Hold on, wait. They, those direct deposits don't have my don't have my name on it. Crap. We need to maybe like instead of having like the direct deposit saying like I don't know whatever it says like IRS deposit, maybe it could just say you know Donald Trump's uh, re-election 2020 slush fund or exactly. something or you know I mean, Trump 2020 MAGA. Maybe it could come in there. Uh, yeah, we got Brutaltronics uh, commenting. <laughs> prepare the money guns. Well, we're getting more, yep. and actually, I've got more dollar, stacks of dollar, fake dollar bills over there, too. To uh, Actually, these aren't fake. These are Trump dollar bills. So it's funny. I actually asked. Uh, sorry, John. I think that should be the new the new dollar, you know, Trump's uh, 2020. That should definitely be the new dollar. I mean, if you could wipe your butt with it, too, it would be even more useful uh, and help uh, yeah. stop all the toilet paper shortage of the 2020. Well, you guys, you guys are luckier. You know, you could actually do that. Here in Canada, we can't. We got polymer notes. Didn't you guys get like these weird coins where it's like rainbow colored coins of? Oh yeah, yeah. the mint, like the Minterran, the Minterran uh, Winnipeg actually creates multicolored coins, uh, and they're known for it. Yeah, so they created a rainbow coin. Uh, I'm gonna go look that up right now. So we got rainbow I, coin Canada. I remember it was so crazy. Was it the Looney or what? What do you guys call it up there? Uh well, it, uh, like they they do like very small prints of them, right? So it's not. Uh, it's not, you know, something that's, you know, circulating on a mass basis, probably. Uh, yeah, was it like a, there. like an LGBTQ type thing? Yeah, that was... yeah, 100%. Okay, here we go. Let's, uh, and actually this one isn't, this one isn't rainbow, but, you know, close enough. So, uh, you guys won't be able to see it, but it looks like it's, uh, I don't know if it's two men kissing each other or two women. It's very, you know, so you guys see this. It is the Royal Canadian Mint unveiled the new commemorative loony on Tuesday meant to mark what it calls a key milestone for lesbian, gay, transgender, queer, and two-spirited people in the country. The new coin, which features the work of Vancouver artist Joe Average, was launched at the 519 Community Center in Toronto. Somewhere, I, I there was some, definitely some, uh, like this, like, multicolored, crazy one that I saw before. Uh, then oh, here we, here we go. Actually, I sent, you, uh, I sent you two links in our chat with a couple yeah. different coins. Okay, was that, a, was that on Telegram or was that on uh, Signal? Telegram. Okay. Here, let me actually show it to you. Here, here it is. It's actually not a rainbow. Uh, this is exactly what it is. I'm going to show it right now. Uh, it's a, uh, here's the coin right here. Equality. Says. Yes, that's exactly, you know, that's it's actually exactly a silver. It wasn't, it wasn't a circulating coin. It was actually a 10, $10 silver coin, uh, that they made the Royal Kingdom Mint in Ottawa. Okay. Yeah. I was not, uh, yeah. Yeah, that one I wasn't. I wasn't. Yeah, that was the one I was. I was trying to find. And then I see another picture here where it says, you know, HIV is not a crime. But and then we did cover yesterday about how the basically the like the guy that discovered HIV and one of the top scientists in the world on that subject was like, yeah, COVID nineteen was definitely uh, inserted with HIV uh, stuff like sequencing, and there's no way that could have been done on its own. 
But you know, we're the the bat. You know what? Crazy conspiracy theorists. Well, meanwhile, the actual conspiracy, the actual theory is that it came from bats. So it's just funny how this all comes full circle. That we've got the left now, who's saying the fake. Le- I'll say you know the fake left and the fake right. You know, always changing sides. But now the fake left is saying we you know we need to have states' rights. Uh, and then the central government is too powerful from the same central government that got more powerful when they were trying to make more power because they thought Hillary was going to be the one that comes in there and uh, is the one that, that was going to be able to wield all the power. But that obviously did not come to grasp. And so we see here another uh, as we we're going to move on to the financial stuff soon, but a few more to wrap wrap things off and, uh, you know, uh, make some bookends of this. But we've got U.S. coronavirus infections 50 to 80 fold higher than believed. Uh you know, I don't know if that's because, you know, they're saying that people aren't diagnosed or I don't know. I think, uh, was it, uh, Chris, you had some information about this? Yeah, that's, well, that was a study out of Santa Clara County, which is Southern Silicon Valley near San Jose area. And that they were testing for antibodies. So this was one of the first antibody studies at a Stanford and they tested a little under 4,000 people randomly, you know, it has yet to be peer reviewed. So there's a bunch of other stuff that could happen there, but essentially they determined that in Santa Clara County, the actual infection rate was 50 to 85 times higher than the reported infection rate, meaning that the vast, vast majority of cases were asymptomatic. Nobody or just felt like a cold or a flu or something. And the number of, so the fatality rate would be around 0.13% or only slightly higher than a normal flu year. (laughs) At least that's in California. But if you look at California versus say New York, California. Don't say that. California is that that's the only way that we can uh, hey, pronounce that. Hey, I, I was born and raised twenty miles from San Francisco. I know all about California, and I'm from and I'm from uh, and I went to a liberal arts school in New York and from upstate upstate New York. So yeah. you know, I can talk about that too. And then John is yeah. actually from Norway, which is Norway. always always being trotted out as the look at the Norwegians. They're the they're the everything is free. The most everything is free, yeah. and, and they're the happiest people there are. And, and it's funny that we have you here because someone from an economist from Norway who, you know, can basically dispel all that stuff. But we're not on the economic stuff right now. We got just a few more things to cover before we head over to there. Uh, Let me, this article, the heroes of the pandemic could be the unemployed once the crisis is over. Uh, Did you guys, did you guys read this article? I didn't, I didn't read it. So I wasn't sure. Uh, Uh, I didn't actually read that one because it's like, do yeah, I need, a bunch do I need of, to read it? Yes. Yeah, so. A bunch of people will probably lose their job afterwards because our economy is not going to recover quickly. This will not be a V-shaped recession. Well, I thought so. the real hero was the Federal Reserve. I mean, the, didn't the Federal Reserve. I mean, some there was an article we read yesterday where it said, you know, the heroic actions of the Federal Reserve to come in and print all this money. Uh, and I'm like, yeah, it's like somebody <laughs> that's like having alcohol withdrawals and, the, and a hero comes in to give them, you know, five kegs of beer. Uh, you know, here, here comes actually. Tim, it would be more like the guy that I just, uh, actually, uh, he's from Morgan Stanley, but I just wrote that, you know, economics without bankruptcy is like Catholicism without hell. That's pretty, that's, that's, that's pretty, <laughs> that's pretty good. Well, uh, speaking of hell, here's a prison plant they want to turn us into where in, uh, Australia, coronavirus phone app may become mandatory if not enough Australians volunteer. And speaking of tyranny, this will be the last article we go to before we get to the financial stuff, is the paper of record or the toilet paper of record says, feel sorry for Bill Gates who's been targeted with conspiracy theories. And uh, and if you guys want to see some, you know, a couple of really hard-hitting Bill Gates stuff, uh, Luke and I did one on the main channel that actually got picked up by 
uh, Breitbart, and I think last time I checked, it had like, of course, it had like sixty-six thousand views. So I'm sure they probably froze it at like six, six, six. No, it's just uh, not, let me go and, and try to find that right now. And we did another video on Bill Gates and where I was breaking down how he stole the technology from this other guy named Gary Kildow and and the whole base, and then all the ties between IBM and uh, IBM and Planned Parenthood and and. Bill Gates and and IBM's ties into the Nazis and how the whole thing just comes all full circle together. Very well researched report because a lot of these, you know, we're just winging it. We're just getting up here and and uh, you know I've been you know into all the everyone on here has been you know addicted to articles you know for years and years and years. So you know we have a lot of this knowledge at the top of our heads. But you know that was actually one that was you know pretty well researched, if I do say so myself. So I would really recommend you guys check out that Bill Gates one. But yeah, let's go feel sorry for Bill Gates. Let's go feel sorry. For the guy who's, uh, you know, just running around saying that you know we need to be microchipped and and we can't have mass gatherings anymore and oh by the way we need everyone needs to get the vaccine and oh by the way I'm the one who helped patent the coronavirus vaccine right beforehand and I had the and I had the, the plan 201 which was basically simulating this type of exact thing and uh, what Sam Tripoli of Tinfoil Hat was saying he's like yeah this is like uh you know he's like Babe Ruth over here where you know he'd point out to the corner and be like you know 67 million dead over there and as he gets ready to you know planning out these, you know, uh, you know, different attacks that are going on. But, you know, sorry, I should not be attacking the world's richest man. He deserves all of our sympathy because he is a hero. And, uh, you know, we should just always be thanking you know, Bill Gates for... Get your vaccine! Now! I, I, it's just, it just always ironic to me about how the man who made Windows 95 and 98 and XP is now warning everybody about viruses. Yeah. Well, he didn't really. Well, if you guys read, read the thing, he actually stole that from somebody else. I know, I know, Kittle, I know. But, but uh, still, it's it's yeah. And you are a computer, this. and you are a computer expert yourself. Uh, you know, at least compared to me. But, you know, but uh, low bars, Tim. Low bars. It is, a, it is a low bar. But you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna end this end this video. Go into the financial one. So I'm gonna gonna click. And actually, anything else you want to say, Dan? You know about you know any of the protests you're headed to or anything else that has come up since the last time uh you know i guess we talked just 20 minutes ago of uh of anything you see see happening or is there any more or any more cars where you're at or uh no more cars where i'm at so i guess this is a, a rally that's not going to happen i figure saturday it's not going to go but on uh on the 28th at um 12 p.m at the war memorial in new jersey um that's gonna be the next one and Members of the New Jersey Libertarian Party, we're all going to be there videotaping and making noise and getting in Murphy's face about um, all the um, the Constitution basically not essential here in yeah, New Jersey. What, what types of people are at these protests? I mean, people want to say it's all oh, just a bunch of right wingers. I mean, you wouldn't categorize yourself as a right winger. I mean, we, I met actually I met all of you at Anarcha Poco. <laughs> I think actually I met all of you. At the 2019, and I think I briefly met John and briefly met Chris, maybe in 2018 one. But I think we all really got to know each other really well at the 2019 uh, Poco. So I'm guessing, obviously, you're not a right winger, uh, and none of us here are right wingers. Uh, but what types of people are mainly at these protests from what you've seen in your experience? Yeah, well, of course, I'm a volunteerist. I'm also uh, the vice president of the Central Jersey Libertarian Party. But uh, most of the people here, you, you get a bunch of Trumpers. Tea Party members, and in fact, though, I saw a lot of people from the Ron Paul days, the Ron Paul sign waves and everything that I haven't seen in eight, nine, ten years, and I met them all the other day, and then they all just came out of the woodwork, so it was, um, you know, the spirit of 2011 was back again, uh, 2010, and it was, you know, 
and it, it was great yesterday. I mean, um, it was a good day to be um, in New Jersey and you know, protesting the government. I live for this stuff. <laughs> no, that 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 is awesome. It's funny, and I do see uh, Luke. We are changed is, is 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 on the is in the comments right now, or somebody from We Are Changed, probably Luke, hey, what's up, Luke, uh, saying that, that somebody commented that they missed Luke hitting the desk. Well, I definitely well, I did. did not miss him hitting the desk because it, for whatever reason, it's so effing loud in my ears where every time like he does that, it sounds like a volcano is going off in my ears, And he's especially doing this show prep, and he's got like uh, all the uh, like poker chips he's playing with, too, and it's just like, it's just, it sounds so loud. It's just like, ah, oh, man, I can't, like, it's well, so... I, I just hit the desk for him so, to shut him yeah. up, so... <laughs> Yeah, channeling the inner Alex Jones, or now you know, with Alex Jones, he's always crumpling up the papers to try to copy like Rush Limbaugh. So I, between like those, it's always in my hair. But no, but we love Luke, and he's you know he's a well deserved day off. And obviously, if Luke wanted to jump onto this, uh, you can more than welcome to jump on. Now, Dan, you're more than welcome to stay for the economic stuff. If, I know, obviously, I don't want to promote people driving while live streaming. So if you have to get home and go to your family, we, uh, you know, I do. Uh, you know, yeah, I don't, yeah, especially in New Jersey. Yeah, you definitely probably don't want to be in New Jersey live streaming while, uh, but it probably, you probably do want to be live streaming if you end up getting pulled over or, you know, or certainly live stream if the cops try to arrest you or threaten you or extort any of your friends or hopefully that doesn't happen. But, uh, you know, I know, trust that you or all of your friends there will at least have the footage and uh, we'll try to get that out to the people. Hopefully that doesn't happen, but it'll be interesting to see what goes down the 28th. If, if there's more stuff that goes down, certainly let us know. And uh, you are more than welcome to hang uh, in the next segment. But, you know, if you've got it going, that's, you know, we d- certainly uh, certainly do understand that. But thank you for uh, joining us for this segment, Dan. Will too, Tim. Thank you very much. And I, I will take off so, uh, there, you know, I can um, get involved in whatever's going on here. And thank you for your time and um, love the show. No, thank you. I really appreciate all your activism and everything you're doing and spreading the word. Uh, and, you know, thank you for everyone spreading the word. I know I know Chris and Dan are probably, you know, probably helping spread the word of the show and things we do more than anybody. Uh, but thank you so much, Dan, and I uh, hope you have a safe travels back home. Thank you very much. Yeah, have a good you. day. Yeah, you too. Thank there you. Go. See you. All right, so I will end that recording for something. But that that TP. Hey everybody, this is Tim Pichot with the Liberty Advisor, and today we are joined by economic historian John Snyson, the Economic Truth, and also joined by Chris Karabatz. How's it going, gentlemen? Very fine. Doing great here. Awesome I, I, Saturday so far. I use that word very loosely, the, the gentleman one. Uh, so that's the case anyone's at home. <laughs> but what we have uh, today, what we're going to talk about is, I just saw this article, Digital Dollar Reintroduced by U.S. Lawmakers in Latest Stimulus Bill. And so there we have, uh, I forgot her name, like Rashid Talib of Michigan. So, you know, I'm sure uh, you're probably up there by Chris. Uh, wanted to introduce a proposal to have the federal government issue $2,000 per month to residents by minting a pair of trillion dollar coins and using, I mean, you know what, I... I haven't even. I didn't even read this article ahead of time because, like, you know, uh, you know, actually slept in for a change today. Didn't really do a whole lot of show prep, but it's like, oh my god, like, I, like, and it's good because I, like, you I'm, dirty I'm, millennial. Yeah, I'm seeing this in real time, so it's just great. So and I, we have covered this before, but oh yeah, let's just have a trillion dollar coin that's going to help help do things. But then they want to have this automatic boost to Communities Act or the ABC Act, and also brings back the idea of a digital dollar describing the concept using similar language to a series of bills introduced last month and saying no later than January 1st, 2021, the secretary shall offer a recipient of boost payments to obtain to receive their payments in digital dollar wallets. Thursday, the bill read, 
And the bill was, yeah, the bill was first introduced in the CARES Act, and then uh, it was in the Maxine Waters bill that got taken up in the Nancy Pelosi bill. And apparently it's back. And I've been saying all along, this is just a trial balloon. Uh, you know, this is like herpes. It's not going away. It's going to keep coming back and back and back until it's there forever. And eventually they're going to then tie the, marry this with who we just talked about earlier, Bill Gates and his whole vaccine program. And it's going to be like, oh, if you want your $2,000, I mean, for now it's going to be $2,000 a month. Oh, by the way, you've got to get your uh, your your chip. Otherwise, it's only going to be $1,000 a month or you got to get your proof of your vaccine or sorry, or it's going to be a thousand bucks. And then they're going to incentivize you. Uh, and then eventually they'll just give you nothing. And then they're going to get everybody on the grid. And once you're on the grid, they're like, Oh, that $2,000 a month. But also we've got uh, you know, negative uh, 5% interest rate. So that you've got yeah. to spend your money really quickly you, and forcing the Yeah. Yeah. You can only use it on bank stocks basically when you get your debt. <laughs> Well, that's the whole point of the digital dollar is that, oh, you haven't spent it. So we're just going to take it back at the end of the month or, hey, you spent this on, you know, gold or, hey, you you went and bought some books by Ron Paul. We're not going to give you any money next month. And All right, you're on you're on off. You're saying that what is it? Fans only had saw like a record amount of increases for uh, for, for their site. I've never never been on there, but I know Chris was you had some article that was showing that they uh, had reached like record record new heights. Uh, so maybe people are using it on uh People reading the Constitution on fans only, then they uh, will rip that away from them. Well, uh, yeah, that that must be also how it's going to go. I'm sure those people will start getting kicked off of OnlyFans or whatever that site's called now. I'm sure somebody listening knows exactly what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, and I'm yeah. trying. I'm trying to get us back. I, I somehow clicked off. I actually clicked off of our feed, so I'm trying to get back so I can monitor some of the comments. But okay, we. But yeah, so another thing we've got going on, you know, that pretends right in from that article is Libra just made a bunch of changes to play more nicely with regulators. And it says the days of living, breathing Libra platform grow closer and closer and closer. Uh, and, you know, so, so, you know, what, what a big shock that, you know, Libra is doing everything they can to cozy up with uh, the big regulators. And this has always been the game plan. I mean, I did a, you know, I channeled my inner Jeff Burwick, my inner Luke Radowski, and uh, you know, Luke, you know, he is taking the day off today. So this is video two. So, uh, you know, wish Luke well today on the day off. Everybody needs a day off. Uh, but, you know, I was ch channeling my inner Luke, my inner Jeff, and I was doing a walk and talk with my dogs on Jan. It was like, not January, it was like June 12th or something, bajillion degrees out here in Arizona. And I was like, listen, this, the, this Libra is probably going to be, the underlying composition is probably going to be modeled after the special drawing right, which is yeah. about, uh, it's about 40% US dollar, 30% euro, you know, 10% pound uh, you know, and uh, yen. Yeah, the and, pound, uh, yen, yuan. Yeah. yuan. And yuan. Yeah. And uh, you saw you saw the digital yuans now being trialed in four cities in China, right? I didn't yeah. see that, but I have somebody knocking on my door right now, so make sure I'm not getting kidnapped. But if one of you guys want to, uh, you know, take over for a second, cause <laughs> it's like right next to where I'm at right now. But yeah, uh, let's okay. go talk about this uh, digital yeah. yuan or uh, dollar yeah. that's going on. Yeah, Chris, you're going. Yeah, so you know, the digital dollar thing has been going here back and forth. They're going to keep pushing it until it's in. It's just a rehashing of an old thing. I mean, back in the '90s, they wanted to give everybody a, a debit card that they could just deposit money into. So this is just a rehashing of the same old nonsense that they've been trying to do in the states for years. But yeah, and, and China is deciding to go full bore with this. So uh, apparently, they are trying a uh, digital yuan in four different cities in China right now. So they're they're going China. full steam. China. They're going full steam ahead with that, and that's going to be an interesting trial. And of course, the 
the thing will be that, oh, we can't get behind China on our money, so we have to have a digital dollar too. Otherwise, they're just going to take off and control the future. And there might be oh, coronavirus man. on their money too. So now you can't use real money because you have to use, you know, their digital dollar too. I mean, that's obviously yeah. that's coming. That's, yeah, it, it was one of the actual main points that was made in the book, The Curse of Cash by Kenneth Rogoff. And, and for those that haven't read that book, that's basically the policy that was created uh, to how to eliminate cash out of existence. Mm-hmm. And of course, Ben Bernanke wrote at the back what a wonderful book it was. Uh, and, uh, you know, that when it comes to these digital uh, systems, you know, it could be a Libra that's like overlaying, you know, everything, but that will only be used by banks and corporations uh, on a multilateral basis around the world. And then we're going to get stuck with, uh, you know, our digital yen, our digital yuan, and digital dollars. Um, and, and I think that's uh, how it's going to work. Nobody's going to be able to touch the SDRs, which could be, you know, printed into oblivion, of course. And um, that's what, you know, we're going to see uh, coming is. They're gonna, you know, take the, our you know current currencies, and then they're gonna just uh, devalue it, you know, overnight like Argentinian style, uh, and suddenly you sit with, uh, you know, seventy to uh, maybe even ninety or less percent of what you had before if you had the dollars. Uh, there was actually Simon Dixon um, uh, when I when me and Josh interviewed him two years ago. He had a very interesting point that I, I thought was. You know, also another one, he he just thought that the Fed would just create, you know, their own currency and everybody would have a, a you know, bank account at the Fed. Uh, so I think that's also a potential. But with that, you know, uh, we could have uh, the Fed doing QE for us and buy up all the bad debt and credit cards and so on. Uh, and then give us uh, new reserves at our deposit, <laughs> our deposit accounts at the Federal Reserve. How about that, Tim? What do you think about that idea? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this has all just been one big trial balloon to see what they can get away with. And I, you know, and when that bill came up, I didn't think that they ever meant to have that. But it's just amazing how quickly they can go from, oh, we're just gonna, you know, think about having this task force committee, and then all of a sudden, boom, it's in the bill because you know this, that, which means that they're that they're getting ready to implement this to roll this out eventually. We saw on April first, I can't remember the guy's name, but the former chief operating operating officer of Coinbase is now the director of the comptroller currency. So literally the head of the U.S. currency is now the, you know, the former Coinbase guy. And so, I mean, why did they bring him in April 1st? I mean, obviously this is being rolled out. It's, you know, any, it's going to be a bipartisan screw job. They're going to, you know, they're going to use, you know, and that's why number, the number one thing I've always been talking about with people is, is that crypto can be used for good or evil. All currency is going to be digital you know, basically, no matter what, that's just an inevitability at this point. If you want to fight me, okay, already 97% of it already is. Uh, it might even be higher at this point now. And so, uh, especially now with the Fed is printing, I guess, another like $2 trillion, boom, that just makes the percentage go even higher right there. Uh, but yeah, I mean, crypto can be either be used on, there's one of two paths. It's going to be tracked, traced, surveilled, government. Uh, they're going to limit you of what you can do. Or what's going to happen is you're going to go to like the more freedom aspect ones like a Monero, just not not financial advice, just saying that as an example of uh, one that is obviously a lot more privacy oriented. And uh, that's where I see everything splitting off. But people are going to say, okay, well, I want my $1,200. And uh, so I'm going to go sign up for this you know, digital wallet. And it's going to $1,200 is going to become $2,000 and the $2,000 is going to become you know, $3,000. And then you're going to have two uh, jackass political candidates who are going to be running and one's the Republicans going to 
and say, you know, I'm conservative and I only want to have a $5 trillion deficit and I think we should have $4,000 a month. And then the fake liberal will say, you know, I'm the person, I think we should have a $6 trillion deficit and we should, you know, give everybody $8,000 a month. And we're just, I mean, this is never going to end. It's just, I mean, there, there is no, there isn't two parties. There's one political party and they're both communists. And it's whether you want the Republican, you know, communism light or you want the full communism, you know, Democrats, which now what Trump is doing is actually even worse than what the one what Obama was doing, which you know I can't even fathom that from a political standpoint. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I answered anybody's question or I just. Oh, went. I, actually, Tim, I had one point about the digital a potential digital dollar and how it could fail. Uh, actually, Ecuador tried to implement a digital uh, currency back in 2014, and it failed uh, by 2018 because nobody adopted to use the digital currency. So, uh, you know, we could all hope that, you know, that's a potential uh, that could happen. But, you know, there's a lot of slaves out there that really loves, you know, uh, being uh, oh. whipped all day. So who, who knows where we're going to go with this? But uh, there is a potential and that's actually that has just happened, uh, you know, two years ago. So we can see that, you know, there is a potential if you try to implement a digital currency that nobody uses it. And then that's, of course, the death of the dollar itself. If nobody's uh, used the dollar, you know, the, it would just hyperinflate and disappear into uh, the ether. Well, it'd be really hard for, I mean, if they tie the UBI to it, it'd be really hard for nobody to use it. Oh, and, for sure, yeah. Yeah, so if they just say, you know, yeah, sure, if they say, hey, we have this dollar, please buy some and try to use it. I mean, yeah, that's probably not going to happen. But if they say, hey, here's your uh, digital dollar and here's $2,000 a month in it that you have to spend. Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> that's that, how that, they that, lure you in. Yeah, yeah, that that's how they'll do it. Or, or like in China, it sounds like they're they're tying their digitally on to you know government employee salaries as well as um, uh, transportation costs and stuff like that. So they'll be you know China has the power to say yep, you have to use this for that. So Ecuador doesn't necessarily have the muscle that the U.S. and Chinese governments do to force their citizens into using something, carrots and sticks and all that. Now let's have a, we have a question from Thomas Holland. Yeah. It says, and usually I would I just take question at the end over here, but this is one of the ones we, we actually did cover in the show prep. And I think it was from one of Thomas's actually questions earlier that we didn't address before. Uh, so thank you for the question. And he asked, will digital currencies even work if there's a large scale uh, CME? So that's a coronal mass ejection or an attack using an EMP. Won't the whole digital economy be blasted back to the stone age? And so uh, Chris, do you want to uh, cover that one? I mean, there's a lot of taxes you could go to cover that. I mean, for one thing, people are prepared for this. Like, you and let's just say your- Chris is, you know, does have crypto bona fides. Uh, you want to maybe give your, your quick crypto bona fides? Yeah. Of, okay. I work with a, a crypto project called Smart Cash, another one called Bitcoin Confidential, where you know two blockchains uh, handling easy transactions and completely private private transactions. I've been dealing with them for a couple of years now. I have some experience in this whole process and coding and blockchains and knowledge of how it all works. So I'm not just saying Sorry. theoretically, I'm talking about so you how consider I yourself a, a crypto geek that you would yes, know. I, I'm certainly a crypto geek. There are far smarter people than me in the space, but at least I'm not ignorant of it. And I know what's going on. And they wouldn't be able to, but they wouldn't be able to explain to anybody any of these answers though. The people that are a lot, a lot of them too are, I mean, like a Vitalik, for instance, there's very few people that can understand <laughs> what he would be saying. He's far <laughs> smarter, but no one can understand him. There uh, is that problem, you know, you don't want, anyway, I could go off on a different tack yep, there, but sorry. I won't. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a whole whole bunch of different ways. I mean, for one thing, a whole bunch of different ways you go. For one thing, EMP attack, we have worst case scenario. We wouldn't care. All our dollars would be gone too. Like, this is not a like, hey, the dollar saves you if, if 
from an EMP, but crypto. No, the, di- the digital dollar saves you. So, no, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no dollar saves you. If an EMP happens, you're you're really only caring about food, water, and lead. That those are the only real currencies that matter in that case for at least a period of time. As for is that is that because thing, there's lead in your water up there in Michigan? Or no, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that close to Flint, <laughs> thankfully. Uh, um. <laughs> Timmy, I have to destroy it, Dodney. <laughs> no, but oh, there goes, there goes, I'm just, yeah, just, just getting the train right off the tracks. I, ha- I had to. You, you just That's too yeah, much yeah, of a yeah. softball. Too, too much there, yeah. yeah. Michigan, I need to leave. No, um, lead bullying. Yeah, you were trying to get over to, to Austin right before all this, right before the world melted down. Yeah. Shockingly enough, people aren't buying houses up here right now. Who knew? Uh, But um, yeah, so uh, for one thing, at a period like EMP, like everything's fallen. It doesn't matter. It does not matter whether it's crypto, your regular dollar, whatever. Everything is is collapsing, whatever. But the blockchain will not be destroyed. Uh, Bitcoin blockchain is preserved in EMP resistant places. You know, I have my private keys on physical devices, so those will not be lost. You can actually have a functioning blockchain over ham radio or even by pigeon if you really had to. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All of this is is entirely possible in the case of a. I I have mine etched into, I have like an engraver and I etch private keys into titanium. I mean, so the EMP is not going to do anything to titanium. Absolutely. Uh, And that's going to, I mean, the the very first, you know, blockchain style thing was back uh, in the middle ages in banks in Italy. And that was actually used to track the, um, the pilgrims where the pilgrims make a deposit in Italy because they didn't want to carry their stuff with them because, you know, they were robbers oh really i didn't i didn't know that oh yeah i could i could go off on that for a long time I and mean, that's actually the first blockchain style thing obviously it's not a real blockchain in modern terms but that's how let's have another show up. uh not today but where you and john can you know geek out on like the history of you know money <laughs> and all the all because i know both of you you know I, mm-hmm. I think with what you were just talking about with that story maybe we can get into like medici family and that sort of stuff would probably be an mm-hmm. interesting show at least for us and other financial geeks who are out there. i'm sure somebody would learn something from it and enjoy it so <laughs> I, I you know an emp is not what you should be concerned about because an emp will take i mean not having access to your bitcoin will be the least of your concerns in an emp strike yeah. Absolutely. But, the, but the thing though is that you know after the fact you could restore it with a centralized control unit like the Federal Reserve or other servers, mm-hmm. right? Server electronic service systems that current monetary system is running on, those are in centralized places most likely. And they're, yeah, I don't know if they're EMP hardened or not. <laughs> and of course, transactions within that system, that's the great thing about the blockchain ledger, right? Everything mm-hmm. is, you know, on a ledger. So you can, like, if you, if you lost the ledger yourself, you could find it somewhere else. And then suddenly, oh, well, you have whatever you had before. Which and all you need is, is really, one and all you need really is one ledger to repopulate yeah. and it repopulates exactly. everything else. You need, you need only these one person in the world who <laughs> stored it in an EMP proof, you know, a Faraday cage. And then essentially yeah. that has helped mitigate the concerns. But isn't there just people who've already sent these over like SMS text messages? Uh, you yeah. mentioned ham radio. Uh, you know, there, there's really create now. I now to be honest, I have no idea how you'd go about doing that. If you're like, hey, you have if someone has a gun to my head and says you have five seconds to go figure this out, I wouldn't know how to do it. But I'm sure if you get, you know, in a that type of scenario, you know, if I was in a room all day and you're like, hey, you know, I'll give you twenty thousand dollars to figure this out, I could probably figure it out. But you know, I don't, or I'd probably just call Chris and be like, hey. Figure yeah, this out. <laughs> transactions are, are easy. I mean, you just you, a transaction is just a text string, 
And you can send it over any way you can get a text string somewhere else. You could send a Bitcoin transaction over a telegraph wire if you really wanted to. I mean, this is not this is not complicated. This has all been figured out before. You know, people who talk about, oh, will an EMP destroy all cryptocurrency? Like, no, I mean, people have thought about this. The people who work in cryptocurrency were the people who were worrying about EMPs back in the 90s. I mean, th these are the same people who have been freaking out about this for a long time and have thought about this and have probably spent way too much time and effort in hardening <laughs> crypto against this stuff as far as the value they get out of it. But it doesn't matter because that's the kind of geeks they are. Yeah, so, and unfortunately, they didn't think about that with our, you know, our electrical grid. <laughs> so, uh, that, that, oh. yeah, exactly. Oh, that's a whole other thing that we could probably <laughs> talk you could about have, for you could hours. Have, you, could have yeah. you could have paper wallets where each one could be, you know, you know, point yeah. zero zero, you know, a couple, you know, whatever satoshis, or you know, each one could be, you know, ten dollars U.S. dollars at this, you know, time stamped in this certain date. Not that that would really <laughs> matter because everything would move, but you know, if you had different denominations of these are point zero one bitcoins or tenth of a bitcoins and and break them up into paper wallets or you know, little titanium little whatever you want to do. And then you could then give people sort of like a bearer bond where, uh, you know, a bearer bond with the concept behind that. I don't even know if they even do those anymore, but, uh, you know, essentially if you're holding on to that piece of paper, then you're, I mean, now the fed just holds on to everything. So maybe can I just create some bearer bond? Say it's worth a billion dollars and oh, sorry, it's a junk bond. Uh, here, fed, can you buy this bearer bond for a billion dollars or can you buy this junk bond on uh Tempesto industries for, you know, uh, you know, for a trillion dollars, you know, who knows, maybe, and then, yeah, then, I, they, then maybe then, then the treasury could buy that trillion dollars back. Say it's worth five trillion, and then use that to pay everybody's universal basic income. So maybe there's an idea for uh, maybe Rashid Talib just interchanneled, uh, you know, because it's maybe that's not stupid enough of an idea for Rashid Talib. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I don't want to give but these people any ideas. Yeah, no, I think we're going to go back to like throughout history, we always have centralization and decentralization of uh, money. And of course, that's happened in the U.S. several times where you had the central bank, then you had, you know, uh, local banks or local, you know, consortiums creating currency uh, throughout history as well. And I think that's where we're uh, hopefully heading. Uh, but who knows, there might be a little bit of totalitarianism on top before we really start to move that way when people really start to see how, how bad it gets if you're part of this control grid. Uh, but I think, you know, in the coming, you know, decades, we're going to, you know, see that we're getting more decentralized in our uh, monetary efforts. You might have even local currencies, you know, local bases and local cities and all this stuff uh, that are uh, hopefully, uh, you know, people... Uh, and businesses uh, will use, you know, cryptocurrency that are privacy based uh, on those, uh, you know, potential uh, currencies that would be floating around. So I, I have some hopes, of course, because there's, you know, not always, you know, the darkness that is, you know, trying to push. I think uh, it, they can only push it to a certain point and then you will have, uh, you know, a mass resistance at a certain point. And, and when people lose all their money uh, as well throughout history, that also is a... Uh, a, a time for everybody to really uh, focus and educate people. And that's what we're trying to do. So when, when that happened, uh, you're not electing another, you know, uh, uh, yeah, the guy that, you know, ran around uh, and, and tried to conquer the whole world back in the 40s. Um, so I, I, think, <laughs> I, I think that is what could potentially happen in the United States and Canada and everywhere. Uh, where you got because they will use the opportunity of the chaos and all the you know people losing all the money and all this stuff to you know put their agenda uh, forth and you know promise everything uh, so they could get into power and then you know do their crazy uh, nut job things. 
Crazy nut job things, uh, you know, and you were mentioning, you know, tyranny, that they might ramp up the tyranny. I mean, I say it said it might. I mean, there's about a thousand million percent chance you're going to ramp up the tyranny before all this uh, gets started. And we see Mr. Boston asking, how are you guys doing? We're doing great, Mr. Boston, and saying he uses Brave. And I, I use Brave uh, yeah. basically every every single day, except I don't use Brave on the live streams because when I'm going out through, you know, OBS and Zoom and have a thousand million tabs open and then also monitoring feeds, and right now it's all being done from one computer. If I use Brave, for whatever reason, my, like, uh, the CPU usage goes up through the through the roof if I've got a bajillion tabs open. And I also use, like, different highlighting apps that, that, that can't work throughout Brave. But I do, on a daily basis, that's what I've got on my phone and everything else. I use Brave all the time, love it. I also use Presearch. Uh, but unfortunately, right now, I... Uh, yeah, I, unfortunately right now I'm not using Brave right this second. I'm actually using Firefox, which you know that's, that's pretty good too. You know, certainly compared to everything else going on. But yeah, we do need to get hooked up where we have that Brave contributor platform thing. I will, uh, we'll get on that, and that way we can, because uh, I would like to use that as an advertising platform too. I think it'd be, uh, you know, just you know, be able to advertise my own business on there. Not, anyways. Uh, getting back to other crazy stuff going on, outrage over bank seizures of coronavirus relief payments from debt-strapped veterans. And so we have uh, basically, you know, the, I guess USAA is saying that they're not going to, you know, so, you know, the, all the military veterans are not going to be taking their. So what, what they're basically saying is if you have a uh, an account, let's say you have a negative $10 account and then you get hit with $1,200, a lot of banks have actually just been taking uh, their money first. And so some places like USAA. Uh, and I keep wanting to say USSA, uh, but USAA, <laughs> which is actually down the, right down the road for me. Uh, they will not be taking your money for at least 90 days. So if you have a negative, you know, $500 account balance and you're a veteran there, uh, not financial advice, but you should probably just take your money out of there because after 90 days, you're going to go steal your money. So uh, you've already been you've already been forewarned. Uh, but yeah, so just another thing that, I mean, just imagine they're already doing that without the digital dollar. So just imagine once they do have the digital dollar, uh, there's that you can, you can bet uh, your butt that they're going to be doing more of that stuff. We have a Wall Street Journal article, and I'm sure both of you guys could comment on this one. Uh, the stock market is ignoring the economy. And this is something I've been saying forever. I mean, since literally going back to 2010, I was saying you should, you need to divorce, divorce the word economy and stock market. Those are two separate words. I mean, economy, I think just actually translates roughly into home economy. And we have had people in the comments who have said that on past live streams. I know Ernie's talked about that as well. And, uh, you know, I don't want the economy is all about, you know, how we can micromanage everything. You know, we shouldn't have an economy because we shouldn't be micromanaged. And we don't need Trump in there or Mnuchin or, uh, or Barack Obama or Joe Biden in there, you know, as the puppet master, because, you know, governments don't create jobs. Uh, you know, presidents and politicians don't create jobs. They can do things to, you know, help, uh, you know, ruin jobs or destroy jobs, but we need to be looking for decentralization. Anyways, uh, Chris, do you want to you know talk about the stock market uh, ignoring the economy? Yeah. Well, it, it's always entertaining. Well, entertaining is not necessarily the right word, but interesting. It's a gallows, you, gallows humor. Right? Gallows and if I do humor. laugh, it's like uh, as we're going into the you know box cards over here, can we at least just have a couple laughs? And at least Trump is good for some laughs. But okay, it, it, exactly. I mean, the, you you don't want to laugh. You know, you want to say it's too funny because I mean, people's lives are being ruined over this. So I, I'm not pretending otherwise. But you see these huge, huge unemployment numbers, followed by huge gains in the stock market. Like, how does that make? any sense if the two are, two are related. You don't, we've lost 22 million jobs in the United States over the last four weeks. And so basically every, we are now a fewer people working than 
just before the Great Recession, another 4 million jobs lost, and we will have lost every job gained in the U.S. since the bottom of the Great Recession. And, yeah, that's crazy. Is, yeah, we're only like 400,000 away from that. So. Yeah, and yet our stock market is like, hey, yeah, yeah, cool. Today's a good day to recover on that news. That makes sense, right? No, that does not make sense at all. I think that's just an artifact of the Fed uh, QEing to uh, crazy levels. I mean, do you have the latest Fed balance sheet? Isn't it over like six and a half trillion now? Yeah, the, the official one is uh, six here. It's uh, 6.36 trillion. Like yeah, that's their official number. Yeah, almost six yeah. and a half trillion dollars up from how much just like three weeks ago? I mean, we're, well, we're at the bottom. It was, uh, let's see here. Just want to give me one second. It's about 4.1 trillion. Yeah, so, so like, think about that. Two point to something trillion, which is just utterly insane. Yeah, like the, that, that, if we go, sorry to interrupt you. Oh, again, yeah, but yeah, if yeah. we go to the financial crisis, it was a billion in, uh, in about uh, three months. Yeah. So, so this is basically almost half of their balance sheet has, has grown that it did during the entire QE1, QE2, QE3, QE4, throughout all those years in the last month, about half of that has been done by the Fed and it's just going to continue. And so, yeah, of course the stock market. Technically, technically the last 107 years, if you go back to 1913. (laughs) So it took like 107 years for us to get to, you know, one, I mean, it basically took, you know, the country, you know, about 98 years to get from, you know, zero to 800 billion. And then to go from 800 billion to 4.4 trillion took like maybe six years. And then, then it froze for a while and then for about six years. And then now it's taken, you know, months to go from 3.8 trillion up to like, what was it? 6.35 ish trillion. I'm going to pull up John's, uh, John's repo report up over here, right? This second. Yeah. And so, so yeah, of course the stock markets are going up because that's what they're buying. That's what they're doing is they're propping up the stock market. So of course that will become entirely detached from the reality of the economy because you know that's where all the inflation is going. That's where all the inflation of the last decade has gone is into the stock market. That's why we've had gains there while everything else was flat. Is the big companies got their easy loans. They were able to buy their own stocks back. The Fed bought all those mortgage-backed securities and of course treasuries. That's why the treasury market has been going crazy lately. You know, so we're... It's more and more the stock market, the treasury market, all of this is just play money. It's just all pretend, all completely separate from what's And you've seen the memes where, where it shows the dollar put up against monopoly money, and it's like, like the same exact hue going all the way through. You, you mentioned mortgage-backed securities, and now uh, Larry Fink was one of the guys of BlackRock, was one of the guys that pioneered that. And now BlackRock also is you know big into high-yield bonds, oh. and now BlackRock is to sell their high-yield bonds to the government and not take any haircut because, oh yeah, we need to help save the richest mother effers in the world because, you know, sorry that they were taking bats uh, and then now own all the politicians. This is, I mean, these guys. Well, Ed, sorry, BlackRock. Isn't it BlackRock that's managing the Treasury's purchase yeah. of? Yeah. So it, yeah, they're are, using this. They're using the Exchange Stabilization Fund, yeah. you know, which is uh, the slush fund that uh, they stole. Actually, got created by the uh, you know the stealing of gold uh, back in you know uh, in 1930s. I hadn't realized that's where it started. No. That yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, actually, yeah. that is perfect. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> and, and, and that's that's what they're doing now. I mean, they had it going a little bit during the Great Recession, and then closed it up, and now they've opened it up again, and it's huge. It's buying junk bonds. It's buying everything. I mean, it, it, yeah. So yeah, the stock market's going to go up. It's going to be full of fake money. Yeah, and you know what's really funny about that is that they actually uh, are 
uh, you know, bailing like the two point, no, sorry, 1.5 trillion that they promised in two different purchasing facilities. Mm -hmm. I think it's the PC, uh, no, PM and SMCCF, they're called. Uh, these two programs are, are, of course, what they're uh, doing is it's a bailout. It's a TARP bailout, but it's 1.5. It's three, uh, double, over double the size of the TARP bailout. Uh, and, you know, they, they don't care. Uh, actually, I, I'll let you guys talk for a second, but I'm going to talk about some programs that Canada is doing as well now because all around the world right now, we have so many uh, different bailout programs uh, that are happening. Your Bank of England is doing uh, guilt purchases now, $15 billion uh, a day. Everybody's getting in on this uh, binge. And, and it's not, you know, last time in the 2008, it was mostly, you know, the United States that did this with the Federal Reserve. But now every single central bank is just blatantly doing it all around the world in every country. Yeah, and what happened in, uh, in his, unfortunately, I don't have the chart pulled up, and I did have this at Anarcha, my Anarcha Poco speech, where it showed, you know, basically, you know, we stopped printing, not say we, but, you know, the Federal Reserve stopped printing money. It was right around like August, uh, right around Halloween of 2014. Literally days later, the Bank of Japan started their program where they took, you know, a keyboard, made up fake money out of the out of the thin air. Here we go, fake money underneath my keyboard is uh, hiding a dollar, dollar Trump. Donald, a dollar, Donald Dollar Trump bill, and I'm trying to make up words over here. And uh, and then as soon as they started their program, they used their program to buy up their own stock market. So they were buying like 87% ish of like all their ETFs. And this is going back to late 2014, distorting the market. Then you had the ECB, the European Central Bank, start their program a few days, like a few months after that. They never even had a program. And then uh, then everybody said, in unison, basically around October of 2018, that uh, you know the ECB was going to stop printing money in December of 2018. That the Fed was going to you know start selling 50 billion dollars of bonds off their balance sheet a month. And I had been warning about this before I was on WAN, before I knew you guys have been warning about this and saying, uh, you know, there's how in the hell is the Fed going to sell 50 billion dollars of bonds a month? It's going to explode the interest rate and it's going to then tank the stock market. And uh, and so why are we listening? To, oh, so why are we listening to all the freaking heroes that are coming in to save the day who were, were such idiots that thought that they could actually get away with selling $50 billion a month. And now they're buying like $50 billion a day. So you know what? We don't need the mother effers in there who were too effing dumb to even understand that this couldn't happen to not be the ones who then try to get us out of this crisis. And why is, I mean, I, I know it's a family friendly show, but it pisses me off because this is why people are unemployed. This is why people are dying. This is why people are going to be losing their, losing their lives is because or these jackasses that don't know how to, uh, like any this stuff works and but they can't actually and if they do know how it works they can't lead on to knowing how it works because they know that they told people how it worked and it's worked you know how it works it's worked to enslave you the current banking system is designed to create high-tech feudalism high-tech serfdom and the second people understand that the whole game is over. That's why Henry Ford said, if we ever, if Americans understood the banking system, there'd be a revolution before the morning. Except I believe he said that in 1903, 10 years before the Federal Reserve was even enacted. And so what they have now makes that even look like a thousand times even worse. And you want to know why I'm getting pissed right now? I'm getting pissed right now because everyone here knew that this was coming and knew and this could have been stopped. But instead, and now I'm the one that takes heat for being, you know, a libtard that doesn't support Donald Trump because I'm not a good team player. And then people we're like, oh, well, how come you're talking about the economy? How come you're talking about the all this financial stuff going on when you've got people out in the streets? I'm like, 
the, pe- the people out on the streets is because they don't understand the stuff I'm talking about. This is why. Yeah. And it's just so frustrating seeing that the same people who caused this crisis, the same people that, you know, basically set the whole house on fire are now coming in with, you know, a water cannon of gasoline saying that they're putting it out when they're just making it much, much worse. It's going to get way worse eventually. But, you know, when will people wake up when they're all when they're, you know, when their you know, granddaughters are out whoring themselves out, uh, you know, in order to pay the family bills? Is that when they're going to start waking this up? And you think I'm joking? or being hyperbolic i'm not because you know this is the same stuff i was talking about a few months ago and it's even worse the response to this is even worse than i could have even imagined uh you know oh come right out of the gates oh let's solve a debt crisis by up oh, giving all the giving the free bank giving the banks a bunch of free money oh by the way we ran out of money for small businesses but we didn't run out of money for the banks didn't run out of money for big pharma didn't run out of money for we can always find money to go bomb more uh you know brown people over and over in the middle east but oh don't have $350 billion of, uh, you know, money for the paycheck protection program. And oh, by the way, if you do want to get the program, we're going to create a bunch of perverse incentives that are probably going to make you end up going out of business or, uh, you know, it's just all these unintended consequences. Now, I mean, I don't know. I just, uh, you know, I'm all riled up now just because <laughs> well, talking about the Fed and, and I know that there's a lot of this could be stopped. And just seeing the, you know, I think it was Jim Grant that had a title that said, the Fed are the arsonist and the firefighters. Yeah, and exactly. exactly. They, yeah, they no. have created this problem and we're somehow supposed to pretend that they're the only ones who can fix it. Yeah. And, and the funny thing is that everybody is like, oh, yeah, the Fed is doing all this stuff. Meanwhile, everybody else is doing it as well. Like, for example, let me go into some programs here that Bank of Canada is doing just to give you a little bit of an oversight of what what's happening here up in Canada. Of course, the numbers are not as big as uh, they are in, in the United States because you guys are bigger. But, uh, you know, you have the overnight uh, and overnight reverse repo facility, the overnight standing repo facilities. Uh, Standing liquidity facility, standing term liquidity facility, term of repo operations, purchase of mortgage, candle mortgage bonds, securities lending program, bankers acceptance purchase facility, commercial paper purchase program, contingent term for uh, repo facility, and the provincial money market purchase program. So basically, what they're doing is they are. Uh, you know, b- uh, buying um, commercial, you know, debt. Uh, they're buying that. Uh, they're buying a municipal debt and, and Canadian, of course, government federal debt. Uh, and then there, uh, you know, an interesting program that's here is called the Securities Lending Program. Uh, in there, they're buying asset-backed securities, which is a derivative like uh, CDOs. They're buying CDOs and they're buying CLOs, collateral loan obligations. So basically. Uh, you know, all around the world, this is happening in every single central bank. And you don't hear one single little word out in the news, uh, you know, where, where all we're getting told uh, that, you know, we need to social distance. We're getting robbed blind uh, by these terrorists, these bankster terrorists and these academics at these central banks. Well, speak, uh, speaking of central bank terrorists, that's why I always refer to Bernanke as Osama Ben Bernanke, because I really thought that he was he did way more damage than uh, you know Tim Osmond, who is you know the actual. Uh, and yeah, I mean it, it sounds crazy, but yeah, I mean mm-hmm. Osama bin Laden was a CIA agent named Tim Osmond, not even not even a conspiracy theory. Anybody can go look that look that up for themselves, and. Uh, and but guess what? You know what's going to cause more destruction? Uh, you know the phony Bin Laden story or Osama bin Bernanke? And I would say Osama bin Bernanke. Everything that that he started, which is all on the coattails of what Alan Greenspan started. Which Alan Greenspan, if they had YouTube back then, he would be on a channel like this, agreeing with everything we're saying because he is a complete sellout. Was talking about gold and silver and was a big time. You know. Uh, 
you know, basically he would be one of us back in the sixties or we'd be one of, but then he then, but then they took him on to then basically buy him up and, and silence one of their biggest critics, just like Larry Kudlow, that guy's a complete whore where, you know, he went and, you know, he was against all this different stuff. And then, Oh, you know, Donald Trump puts his arm around him, you know, squeezes his bicep and tells him how cute he is. And then all of a sudden, you know, now, you know, Larry Kudlow then sells out, sells, you know, like his, his complete soul out and, uh, and I, a soul out. Yeah. But here I have, I was listening to Larry Kudlow at 14 years old, uh, on, when he was on CNBC watching his show daily for like four years and so you can't say i'm some like anti-larry kudlow guy i just know that he changed his stance i didn't change mine and it's to see so many people that just you know sell themselves out you know just really just pisses me off but Make yeah some cash and it's all gone Your yeah well speaking of ideas. cash and all gone you're gonna have to have a lot of cash to go buy a home right now because uh chase is now requiring a 700 fico credit score jp morgan Yep, uh, yep, JP Morgan Chase and 20% down payment to buy a home. I mean, how many people out there have 20% down payments to buy a home? I mean, certainly, I saw a meme uh, today where it goes, it was One. a husband, yeah, it was a husband and wife, and they each had their $1,200 checks, and it goes, uh, it was like the newest. What's that one show? It's not like Flip or Flop, but there's like the uh, where they going like buying the home on like E or we're not on like the whatever the home. I don't watch TV, but it was that uh, our House Hunters. That's what it was. And it goes, mm-hmm. yeah, it goes. It goes they're, they're, the husband and wife each have their twelve hundred dollars check, and underneath it goes budget is three point seven million dollars or something. So. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> well, that, that's yeah. the joke for that show. My wife used to love watching that, but basically everybody's like, yo, yeah, you know, I trim dog hair on the weekend, and my husband. You know, grows tomatoes, and our home budget's one point five million dollars. Well, maybe maybe yeah. it wasn't growing tomatoes. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> very, those are very green, uh, pungent, skunk-smelling tomatoes. That, <laughs> exactly. That, but just think about what this means: that if you need to have that type of deposit to then buy a home, then that means there's going to be a lot. That now you are greatly decreasing the supply of potential buyers, while also while also greatly decreasing the demand because now people. Don't even have you know we've got more people unemployed the past uh, you know four weeks than you know all the jobs that were created the past ten years, and so th- that is be- so simple supply and demand right now would state that it'd be a terrible time to go out and try to purchase a home right now. And uh, I don't know maybe that's a mortgage broker calling me and saying no, it's a great time. Uh, and and so yeah, it's just. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just so obvious what's going to happen because this is another financial crisis brewing into that's going to go into a housing crisis and it's going to go into a housing crisis unless, you know, there's some, you know, I know there's been talks of more rescue packages and somewhere here it is, Mnuchin under pressure to help struggling mortgage companies. And I don't subscribe to Wall Street Journal anymore. I haven't probably since like 2010 because I saw all the propaganda. I mean, I, I subscribed to the Wall Street Journal from like about the age of 18 to probably... I don't know, probably like 28. And then I was like, you know, or maybe 25. I'm like, you know what? There's so much propaganda in here. Uh, you know, and who owns the Wall Street Journal? I mean, it's owned by Fox, uh, whatever, Fox and Fox got bought off by other people. I mean, Fox is, is was owned by uh, the, was it Lachlan Murdoch, you know, which is now Rupert Murdoch's son, who is a big time leftist Hillary supporter. And that's why I just love the Fox News crowd. I'm like, you guys do, re- oh, America, Fox News. I'm like, oh yeah, who owns Fox News? Uh, a bunch of liberals in Australia <laughs> that are friends with like Alexander Soros. So Lack, so, so Rupert's son, Lachlan. England. And, uh, and England, yeah. Like, no, actually, I believe, no, I believe that, it's Australia. I believe it's Australia. Yeah. Oh, you don't rude. even have to go that deep. I mean, all the people who work at Fox News are donated to Democrats. 80% of the people who work at Fox News donate to Democrats. They're the same as everybody else. It's all just controlled opposition. I think they're even worse than anything else because at least with like MSNBC, I mean, we showed in the last video, uh, you know, 
that you know Trump should or you know, Biden should form a shadow government. I mean, there's such crap on CNN and MSNBC that I mean, anyone that pays attention to that, I don't even, I just write them off. I mean, we're we're in like an information war right now, and if you are still believing that bull, you know what? Then uh, or I guess Luke would say a bunch of malarkey. You know, if you still believe all that malarkey. I don't it's like we're in like a medical triage right now where we got people that are bleeding out and if you are still that indoctrinated next I'm not even I'm not even going to talk to you uh because at this point you know we've got limited time and I'm not I don't feel like wasting my time uh on the people that are too far down the rabbit hole but the Fox News people are the most maddening because I feel like they like Fox News is the most dangerous because they're obviously not as fake as the other news agencies and so but then what they'll do is they'll then like judas goat you at the last second and like kind of point you in the right direction uh and then at the very last second kind of judas goats you over here and get you off like the wrong message i mean i remember you know it's like like when they go glenn beck would have like geo griffin on and then at the end of it be like oh but the, you know the fed's good or something like that or yeah. or have like a show on fema camps and at the end of it be like oh actually the, you know this whole fema camp thing isn't really happening or they have you know like juan williams or, I, I don't know i, I want to watch fox news have it in probably three or four years i don't even have i don't think i even have it on uh my cable because i i was i had sling tv and now I've got, well you uh, know guys you're not up here in canada but in canada we do have actually a state-run media <laughs> that is actually uh you know uh, paid for by the taxpayers uh, to sit there and slay and then hear you know how great the government is that's propaganda on it it's, we it's have very, we have yeah. npr it's basically the same thing yeah, actually, 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 we do have also in Norway. Norway is even crazier because in Norway you have a have to have a TV license that funds the state channel. Actually, it was a, so. This is how crazy it goes in Norway. So now they, they want bailouts. Now they want bailouts for all the yeah. media outlets too. I know. But but the, yeah, here in Canada we actually have gotten that. Uh, we, they gave that way before this crisis. But in Norway they have inspectors that goes around. And then knocks on your door and wants to look in your house and see if you have, you know, more than one TV <laughs> to make sure that you're paying. Because you got to pay a license for every TV that you have in your house. Uh, you know, you got to laugh at these guys so that, you know, people literally like still follow these channels that are, you know, basically government propaganda arms. It, it, it's just laughable. But, uh, you know, why would we ever think that mainstream media has any good in their, their intentions by who they're owned by, right? So, um, you know, it all comes back to make sure that, you know, you take take care of yourself and read books and, and uh, go and look at the information from uh, different websites yourself because uh, how can we trust anybody? Like I usually try to go to the source and actually find the direct source itself before I do anything with uh, a lot of this media stuff because there's so so many lies out. There. Well, that that could be that could be kind of dangerous for the new for the next articles we have coming up that you guys didn't know were coming up because you know we have been talking for a while so I think uh, you know we'll probably end this soon but you know speaking I don't know do you want to go to the source John I don't know if your wife will like this one because COVID concerns crush world's oldest profession demand plunges eighty percent and yes they are talking about uh, prostitution and not just uh, no oh. we're, and not by prostitution we're not talking about journalists we're talking about uh, I guess the classic form of prostitution. And we also see from The Hill, uh, some landlords soliciting sex in exchange for rent during pandemic report. So we've got that coming out. And good then, old bartering. And then in, uh, yeah. Then, oh, good. Sorry. <laughs> then in uh, New York City, we've got, yeah, housing activists urge massive wave of rent strikes because 
landlords have gotten taken care of. Actually, this one wasn't about sex, but maybe they, maybe, I don't know, they've gotten taken care of. But I think what that one was showing yeah. is that, uh, so yeah, if you want to go to the source to see if, uh, you know, if, if landlords, if that's one way of, yeah, I guess barter is coming back. Now, will the government try to tax that transaction? So if somebody, uh, you know, is engaging in that type of act and, and let's say their rent was 1500 bucks, are they, is the government going to be like, oh, we need like a, you know, a 20% tax on that to get our, our tax revenue. I mean, I, sorry, I just gave them another idea. And now the NSA that's listening to this is going to then go over and, uh, you know, give this, you know, note over to Minucci and be like, Hey, we need to start taxing these hookers and uh, all these landlords. Uh, but the landlords are, you know, you know, yeah, it's just such a crazy, crazy, well, crazy mess of a situation. Well, actually, yeah, actually talking about that, if you go back to a cashless society, the number one, number one thing they want is uh, the ability to tax you easier by you being in the slave grid. So, uh, of course, that's, uh, you know, comes comes down as, you know, they're pushing all their agendas. And, um, you know, it, it's just funny. I think, you know, a lot of the economy will uh, slowly revert back to uh, bartering uh, for a while until we figure this stuff out. Because, well, some of us actually do use, uh, you know, cryptocurrencies and so on, which is great, and gold and silver. But I think, uh, you know, you will have bartering economy right now. And I actually see and hear it here in, in Manitoba that I live to as well, where a lot of people are just bartering right now because they, unfortunately, they've been, you know, shut down. The government shut down their job because they were deemed non-essential. You know, how, how about you shut down the government itself? Like, isn't the government non-essential? At least to me, I never get any money from them. They just steal money from me. Yeah, don't worry. They're going to make you stop working, but they're still going to tax you to pay their salaries. So, you know. Oh, and you know what's really funny? They actually, uh, we had the head of the, the government union come on here because they were going to lay off people because they didn't have, you know, uh, any uh, money left to, you know, pay their employees. And then it was huge upheaval. You know, who's talking? And they didn't even talk about all the people that were forced to be laid off by the government itself. You know, it's hilarious, you know, how the government comes out and virtue signals, you know, how terrible it is that, you know, they're getting laid off. Meanwhile, they laid off so many people uh, in the first place, it, it's just, you know, inferior. It's uh, you, if you actually understand how terrible, you know, their ideas are. And, and of course that this whole COVID thing has been a, you know, perfect, uh, you know, cover for all these totalitarian and the bailouts that are happening right in front of our face. And nobody's talking about it this time, you know, uh, where's Occupy Wall Street, all these guys that, you know, we're like, the stupid banksters, you know, you don't hear anything, not even a pip out of the, uh, you know, anywhere. Anyway. Well, because they got twelve hundred dollars this time. Yeah. So, I mean, they're just the useful idiots. Don't worry. It's just like yeah, it's it, just like how all the anti-war left only comes out when the Democrats in office. Yeah, <laughs> and you guys can go and get. There's a, I got a pretty sweet uh, stop war shirt from uh, Luke Luke's uh, We Are Change store that's on the Teesprings. I forgot the actual link for it, but I believe you guys can find it at WeAreChange.org. But it's Stop War. But then if you actually zoom in like really really close, it actually just says like Epstein didn't kill himself all over the place. So it's actually pretty, <laughs> it's actually pretty pretty cool. So I really really recommend you guys check that out it's a great way to help support uh yeah. support what luke is doing but you know we're gonna wrap the, the actual show up and then we'll get into like an after show uh with with questions so you know thank you guys for you know joining us for change the news uh you know john do you want to let people know where, where they can find you at yeah they can find me at the economic truth.org uh where i sell my books canada greatest economy in the world question mark and the end of freedom and everything else that i do all the videos that i put out you could find uh, of course uh, the federal reserve statistics uh, that I put up there for everybody to see as well, because uh, or else you'd just be looking at charts and not really uh, know just that numbers in the table uh, somewhere. 
Uh, so I put that out. And then, of course, uh, please check out my latest website that I put up, which, uh, you know, things are going to start happening soon there. There's some stuff around the world, but I think it's going to intensify. And it's bankrun.org. Uh, go and check that out. It's a bank run monitoring service for people to, you know, take a look at and, and make sure that they uh, have information if things are starting to happen around the world in banks. Awesome. I also do want to point out that, uh, you know, that the two gentlemen on screen right now, that they are very prolific in our Discord group. And so the, I just posted that link below. So if you guys type in uh, bit.ly slash uh, Tim John Discord, that will get you there too. And I think, and I'll go, you know, let's go invite, I'll have the invite link over here too. So let me go, let me go share that on screen right now with you guys. But yeah, there's tons. I mean, that sort of has like a life of its own right now. So I really recommend you guys check that out. If you're not, if you're into financial geek stuff, if you're not into financial geek stuff, then do not check this out, but you probably would not be listening, you know, 50 minutes into this if you weren't. So if you're still here at this point, unless you just joined like 30 seconds ago and you're like, why am I here? But anyways, uh, Chris, where can people find you at? I know you're uh, big on Twitter as well. Yep, check me out at uh, on Twitter at Zaphoid. That's Z-A-P-H-O-I-D. Also check out my cryptocurrency at smartcash.cc if you want to have easy to use transactions or bitcoinconfidential.cc. And then do you want to maybe go in and maybe post that into the comments of different uh, places people can find you and that would be awesome. But yeah, we're going to end that uh, end the end the live stream now. If you guys are watching this not in the live stream or in the podcast, yes, we do have a podcast. It's now actually on iTunes. I believe I was told it's on iTunes, but uh, I know it's definitely on Podbean, but you know, we do have a Change the News podcast if you guys, you know, are in, you know, would rather listen than watch us. And uh yeah, so maybe when, when Luke's on, maybe you guys want to watch him, and maybe because he's prettier. So if you only want to hear me, then you know you can uh, you can do the you can do the you can do the uh, you can do the audio podcast. But anyways, thank you guys. We're gonna take some some questions now. Uh, but if you want to be be here to ask the questions, we will usually be doing this probably around like close to like one o'clock Eastern time during the uh, the actual weekdays, and then uh, sort of like uh, hit or miss on the weekends when we have, when we have time. But anyways, thank you guys. Going to go right into the uh, the questions now. Been very active in here. We see Crystal Hayes, poor Seth Rich. Yes, uh, that's a whole another. Uh, Thomas yeah. Holland says. Uh, actually, I'm, I'm I'm reading these going upwards right now, so I guess you know I probably should have started from the top and going down because now I'm trying to like piece together conversations. Uh, but yeah, what was the? So he is not dead. Oh yeah, talking about Epstein. Uh, neither did Seth Rich. Yeah, obviously Seth Rich did not kill himself. Uh, which actually, I guess they're not saying he did kill himself, but. Uh, yeah, so let's see. Let's see. Are we on? Let's see. I accidentally axed out of one of the screens I was on. So I'm trying to see if I can get all my comments in one. I guess, you know, I guess if I pull up my restream, let's see. Restream chat. Which all I your comments in one spot, right? Yeah, restream should. I, uh, oh, there it is going up on screen too. But I think someone has to actually comment for it to, uh, to kick in there. So I'll just type yo and let's see if something comes up. So, uh, but you know what? I, you know what? You know what? This one is not going to work because you know what? Want to know why? Because I'm. I think I'm logged in as the Liberty Advisor on on OBS and not change the news. So I'm not sure if that will end up working. But anyways, let me go to. So we also are on float.app uh, forward slash Liberty Advisor. We're going to make our own um, make our own change the news one. We're supposed to have Kingsley Edwards, the founder of Float, on today, but. Uh, Kingsley's being a slacker and decided he'd stay up late last night. So he's probably watching. So uh, shout out to Kingsley. Let me go right over here. So we got, oh, Christopher Albanese, $5.02 uh, super chat type deal in float.app. So let me go over and put up that on screen. Big shout out to Christopher Albanese. And actually, I have to give Chris the shout out of the decade 
uh, not because of that, but because of something else. So I was going back into when I was, was a little, you know, overdrive behind the scenes story here. So as I'm flying back from Anacapoco, I've got, you know, my uh, this like a couple. I'm going to the airport. I've got a whole bunch of these like uh, what do you call it? Uh, like banners and displays, and I'm traipsing through the airport. And next thing. You know, uh, the guy behind the counter is like, oh, it's going to be like $225 to check that third bag. And I'm like, well, can't. And then I'm like, you know, hey, can I just go up and gate check it? And he's like, no, you can't do that because he's he, this guy would be like the perfect Karen. Basically, I found the one guy that couldn't be bribed in Mexico, like the Mexican. does <laughs> not even happen. Like the 20 year old Mexican guy, Karen. I'm like, damn it. So I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go sneak this on and, and I'm going to go. uh you know, I'll gate check it. I'll, I'll sneak it through anyways. He won't see what I'm doing. And then I go up to the gate and wouldn't you know that that guy had gone from the bottom up to the top level and was like the guy checking the ticket. And he's like, no, no, no. He's like, I know you're trying to pull this. And so, uh, so then I go and see that I end up, uh, see this lady with her baby and the baby's crying. And I'm like, oh man, there's, and there's just like two seats on the like little like hopper to get to you know, wherever we're going. Uh, I think we we're going from Acapulco to Houston or Dallas. And I think it was Dallas. Uh, and so anyways, this lady, the baby's crying. And then I was supposed to, of course, I see the lady's ticket and I'm supposed to be sitting next to the crying baby. And Christopher saved the day and said that he would sit next to the lady who had the baby uh, as long as I gave him a free consultation, uh, an hour-long consultation. I'm like, dude, I will give you uh, like two hours consultations or something because you definitely saved the day. Because he's like, you know, it's not that big, that big of a deal. I'm like, well, I've got little kids. I've got babies who are crying all day long. It's my only time not to be next to a crying baby and you don't have kids. And so... Uh, and, but anyways, the baby ended up being good and, and he spoke Spanish and the lady was Spanish and so, or spoke Spanish too. So, uh, yeah, I only speak American. I don't speak, I don't speak Mexican. So, so sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah. So thank you so much, Chris Albanese. And he says he has, you guys missed some of the recent discussions. Have you guys talked about the recent moves against stable coins? And he has that summarized here. So let's see uh, the recent move stable coins and see, you know, you guys send in super chats and things like this. On, so he sent one through float. So that will probably come through Bitcoin. Well, so, you, you know, I, I got to, sorry to interrupt you, Tim, but I got to laugh at stable coins, the name stable coin, uh, especially because they're backed against a coin that is losing value. All the time. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a really yeah. silly thing. Not to mention yeah. the whole uh, USDT yeah. fractional reserve banking thing. Um, but yeah, the uh, the FSB has been working against a lot of the different stable coins, suggesting that they uh, highly regulate coins like USDT, USDC, the TUSD. I guess probably die and packs, uh, though those would be a bit harder since they're more decentralized. Though I'm sure they'd like to just say no, you can't use them. Um, you know, they don't like competition in the money management competition sector, so. is a sin uh yeah. was that tone vase or was that rockefeller that said that no sorry uh, <laughs> yeah i think that that was that, that was rockefeller but yeah and, got. and you said the fsb uh chris is that the financial stability board yes yeah exactly that's a that's another sinister organization that have basically a whole bunch of central bankers controlling uh and and tim if you actually go to uh, the fsb's website as well you know they they have uh, like they basically come up with ideas on how well, chris gave us a super chat so anymore. chris chris gave us a yeah. super chat so i'm sourcing going to stay stay with his uh his article yeah. but central banks recommend to ban stable coins central banks push for heavy duty regulation of centralized privately issued global stable coins and consider prohibit decentralized ones fiat peg cryptocurrencies mm -hmm. are coming under scrutiny 
And uh, the key takeaways are the FSB, as John just uh, mentioned above, outlined 10 recommendations to central banks uh, regulating stable coins. Uh, uh, the FSB the is international. Okay. Yep, and there's a list of there. Yeah. yeah, so you guys, without even reading the article, you know, you and uh, you and Chris right on the right on the money over there with uh, everything going on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. No, no, no pun intended. With right on the money. Uh, so, like, seriously, yeah, did not uh, not trying to be punny on that that one. But yeah, it's such a. All right, I'm, sure, I'm getting better yeah, at being able but, to like have you guys see it and the people at home see it because it's like a behind the scenes. There's like three different things that I do like all simultaneously at once. To uh, yeah, but if if they yeah if they ban these, I mean that'll that'll probably precipitate a severe Bitcoin and overall crypto drop because I mean honestly we don't know how much of the crypto rise is due to tether just printing a bunch of new tether without actual backing and well they in their two bank accounts right yeah well however many they have no i have yeah. i honestly stopped trying to track you all mean, they don't like they don't you don't trust like the piece of paper that they that they had uh from a law firm or accounting firm no. so they're legit you don't trust that no well, it, it, it wasn't wait, an actual wait, wait, but Brock, but Brock, you don't trust brock pierce you know over at tether hey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't want to. I know. I don't personally. Don't. Have, I don't. Yeah. I don't. I nothing that I can substantiate. So I don't want to get sued. So I won't uh, say anything else about no. any of that stuff going on. But yeah, that was technically my first super chat ever because we don't have super chats on this on this channel. But we do have one over here on uh, on Float. So uh, is it actually, you know what's funny? The FSB actually they have them in Russia too, and it's an offshoot of the old KGB. So actually, it's pretty fitting that they're called the FSB. Well, Chris's main concern, if we go back to the screen, is I think the main concern is that it will mess with liquidity in the short term. And if you guys are watching this from uh, somewhere else, which obviously you are because only two people are watching it from Float, uh, this is from float.app forward slash Liberty Advisor. And it's just another backup means because, you know, eventually we'll probably be kicked off YouTube just like they kicked, you know, Luke off of, uh, you know, it can't be monetized anymore on, uh, on We Are Changed. So that's, you know, a big shame, but, you know, probably not a surprise to... Uh, to anybody and we've got a lot of stuff going on in the uh in the other chat too so let's see we got life is yeah. short my baby is crying uh yeah so uh just, uh all right yeah so yeah it looks like we, i don't see too many more questions no nope. coming in uh but no definitely you know appreciate both of you guys joining us today uh I, I know john will be back tomorrow as i'm at the protest so john will be filling in for me, who, and then Luke will be back uh, as normal as long as, you know, the CIA doesn't get, you know, both of us or whoever uh, by then. And uh, it's kind actually, of like, yeah. Actually, I'm going to share something right now, guys, that we, we were talking about. That, you, that you're actually so, CIA? Sorry. Uh, yeah, dude, I, I used to work for the, uh, I, at least I used to work for military intelligence uh, for NATO. So there you go. No. <laughs> Uh, it's uh, no here you go so this is uh this is actually talking about the financial stability board it just came out with a paper on 9th of april called enhancing cross-border payments stage one report uh to g30 technical background report so basically they're talking about how to digitalize you know and have a global currency in this article here um i just want to show because i actually like totally forgot that you know they wrote this paper and uh uh, you could check it out. You can just go to the website, uh, Financial Stability Board. Uh, it's um, uh, FSB. I will hold on there. It's FSB.org. Uh, and yeah, please go through it because they were the guys behind bail-in uh, regime that was, you know, outputted to in 2013. Um, so these guys are just 
couple, you know, the mega central bankers sitting there and saying that, yeah, we're going to do this and everybody else is going to have to do it. So, and actually the creator, uh, well, one of the guys that works for a group called G30, he wrote in his book, um, called, uh, saying that, you know, it was way better to have a financial stability board because it's way better than the IMF because there you got 157 people that have to, you know, make a choice instead of just, you know, five to 10 people at the financial stability board. Uh, making choices for the world. Yeah, and there, uh, I see some people asking about uh, the protests I'm going to. So there, so uh, Chris has sent an article now from the Arizona Central, which I can't put it up because it was like an ad wall behind it. But it was saying, it was saying something along the lines of, uh, you know, they should rename this protest to the Cova Spreading Protest or Rally or something like oh, that. Oh, that's that's actually what they're coming out and saying now. All these protests, you know, they are the ones that are spreading the disease around. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, and so yesterday when I was still going to the park with my daughter, and then my daughter was actually taking the police caution tape and like wrapping herself up in it like a dress. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> way, way to train she her well. That. Yeah, she got her from his dad. That's good. <laughs> I got a video. And then my other daughter was like, no, you can't go on there. The police are going to get you. And I'm like, well, the, the police are not going to shoot little kids, are they? And my daughter is like, yes, they will. I'm like, wow. I'm like, I'm like, who taught, I'm like, who taught you that? She goes, grandpa. And meanwhile, my grandpa. Well, her grandpa, my dad, was like loves police and was like the most pro police person ever, and like always hates all the police stuff I post. I'm like, grandpa definitely did not teach you that. So, uh, <laughs> so I just thought it was, it was. And then I sent oh, it to uh, sent it to her grandpa, and he uh, he didn't didn't like that. He goes, it must be her other grandpa, but he's the other grandpa's a big status too. So yeah, it probably wasn't coming from either one of them. Love you, dad. In case you're watching, but you're probably not. So. Uh, anyways, uh, anyways, no, definitely appreciate you guys here. We're going to end the live stream now and, uh, we, yeah, we will be back usually from, you know, at least on the weekdays, probably close to like one o'clock Eastern time testing out, doing some live streams. So if you guys would, uh, you know, comment there, that'd be awesome to see Crystal Hayes taught her. Well, yes. Uh, you know what? I guess the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree, <laughs> which is why she's also a pain in the butt. So, uh, yeah. So there you go. Got myself, got myself to yeah. for that one. I created, try try to be too careful with that with my girls. Like, yeah, you know, I want you to be a little compliant right now. <laughs> yes. And, uh, we got Mr. Boss said, this is good. I went in on your discord. So yeah, well, you know, it's a free invite for anybody, anybody to get on there. And there is a ton of, uh, you know, activity, at least, I mean, I, I so every article that I save, and you know, if you guys are out there and if there's anyone that wants to like help, like be like an intern or you guys know like an 18 to 22 year old that's into financial, economic geek stuff and you want to go through like some of like the articles that we that we put, post up there every day on the article section and maybe because what I really need help to do all this stuff every day is like have, have like almost like a producer to help like arrange like the order of the stories and then like highlight the different uh you know, valuable stuff that are in there. But really, if it's coming from someone that has a deep understanding of financial economics or wants to have that understanding, uh, that's one area that I know that I could use some help in, you know, as we're, you know, doing this every day and running, you know, uh, you know, a successful company that's exploding, you know, is also, uh, you know, mentally taxing. So going on. So if anyone wants to help out, that would be awesome. But anyways, uh, you know, appreciate everyone watching, liking, commenting, uh, the super chat thing that we got on float, which that's actually the first tip I think I've actually have ever gotten from doing any live stream. So, you know, after doing this for four years, I've now made $5. So I'm making, you know, point zero 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 one cents an hour, but you know, it's about spreading the news, trying to, uh, you know, document this on, ongoing financial collapse and, uh, not, uh, just taking it while they're, you know, while we, while we're still able to do this. Cause you know, eventually we might, we might not be able to do this once we get underneath social credit. So, 
don't say we didn't uh, try to warn you and that we didn't try to stop this from coming. And, and I'm going to thank you guys out there, and especially John and Chris, who are also not going to let this come uh, you know, without a, without a fight. But anyways, thank you guys for joining us. This is Tim Pichot along with John Styson and Chris Karabatz. Wishing you guys a good weekend. And we will be back tomorrow. We as in John and Luke tomorrow. And I'm sure Chris probably has an open invite if he wants to be back tomorrow too uh, with, with Luke taking things over, uh, being the captain of the ship. But anyways, thank you guys. And I will talk to you guys later. And in the stream, right? Thanks for having us. Arrivederci. Hey, are you appropriating my culture over there, John? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, All right, cool. Yeah, the stream has ended. Okay.